So I have our next multi-million dollar idea. Uh I don't know how we're going to make any money off of it, but someone's going to get very rich. Season five Fortnite Boy Meets World themed. (laughs) Okay. They've done DC. Now they're doing Marvel. Next one, Boy Meets World. I didn't know they had done DC or Marvel. I'm not going to lie to you. They've done Marvel twice now. That's true. Because they did it for um, Thanos. uh, For Thanos. Oh, I didn't know that one. But they're doing it right now again. Those posers. Yeah, well, I, I mean... I got to be hip with it because your teachers, the youths, the youths, they're all about Fortnite. We but I'm just saying, Boy Meets World skins and Fortnite. Boy Meets World skins, the uh, the greeting dance that they do. Yeah, it's all there. A, a Topanga emoji. Topanga. Yeah. Just a point and a gasp. A, a point and a gasp. It's perfect. Fortnite. What, mm-hmm. what, what guns would they add? I, I hadn't thought about that. No guns. This is a school. The school setting. It changes the game entirely. There's no more shooting. It's just maybe we need to invent a whole video game, actually. It's sort of like... Um, do we kill people with Like pencils? Predator game, but you're Mr. Feeney hunting for the kids who are trying to cut class. Oh, okay. Oh, so it's and Then There Was Sean, the video game? Sort of. Yeah, I was just thinking, I was just thinking killing people with pencils. Anyway, if you're out there listening, um, Ninja or... Epic Games is the people who make Ep- it. Well, he, he has a lot of pull with them, I think. Does he? No, I think my students told me he sucks now because he plays Warzone all the time. So never mind. Um, Epic Games, if you're listening... I didn't think he was still streaming, didn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. back with Twitch. Now. Oh, he's back now. Yeah. Yeah, because Mixer, Mixer folded. It's been a real whirlwind, let me tell you. <laughs> the saga of Ninja, someone who is super rich and I know nothing about. He has blue hair. He was on The Masked Singer. He was on The Masked Singer? Uh-huh. He was the first one out. What, yes, are, we, right. what are we doing with this world? Maybe I should be on The Masked Singer. You would be better. Ninja, I don't know anything about you. Come on the show. <laughs> Ken, is it Ken Chung? Chung? Who? He was, uh-huh. If you're listening, get me on The Masked Singer. He's one of the judges. Oh. But if he's the judge, he can't know who you are. Oh, dang, you're right. <laughs> this plan just keeps falling apart. Brought to you by L.L. Bean, unless someone real decides to sponsor us. This is Boy Meets World Fever. I'm one of your hosts, Chance. And I'm your other host, Cameron. Hey, Cameron. Hey, Chance. I did it right this time. You did. And I did it right, too. Yes, it's true. I I didn't want to throw you off again. Yeah. I'm very, um, I forget the word. I'm very set in my ways. And if you do it wrong, it's going to be ruined. Yeah. You're you're a stodgy old man. I am. A curmudgeon, you might say. I won't be your age for another month. Yeah. That's always the case. It's always the case. Always a month away. Always a month a month away from greatness. Uh, so the Pokemon episode came out. Uh huh. What did you What did you think? Massive hit. Massive. Hit. Everybody loved it. Everyone loved. The fan the- mail hasn't stopped pouring in. Just <laughs> everyone. Cameron, knows- chance, please. Please give us more. Just whatever, whatever you got. Everyone knows exactly what we're talking about. The Venn diagram, the cross section is huge. The Twitter <laughs> explosion is nonstop, just left and right. I love, I love you boys and your hot takes. These are, of course, all lies. All lies. <laughs> Every last one of them is a lie. But we had a good time. We did have a good time, and today we have a good guest. Uh-huh. All right. So our guest today is an old friend from when Chance and I were in college. He 
He's also the ace reporter from Salina, Kansas. I'd like to introduce you all to Charlie Rankin. So here we go. Because it's Charlie Rankin, Charlie Rankin, coming on our show, Boy Meets World Fever. It's what he's doing. It's good to know I got friends who will always podcast with me. Because it's Charlie Rankin. Don't call him Charles, just Charlie. Actually, my byline is Charles, so that might be how they find me. Oh, oh, how different. Yeah, I decided to be professional when I decided when I got into the professional world. I mean, Charlie works for like Charlie Puth, but he's not a professional guy. No, so, he just wants attention. No, she just wants attention. No, but he also just wants attention. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, yes, hello, Charlie. Hello, Chance. It has been a very long time since I've seen your face. I know. I feel like, I don't know when the last time I saw you. I you, were not, you were not at Clifton's wedding. No, our friend Clifton, I got the flu right before going. Actually, Although, actually, I might have seen you. I took a trip down there to a football game. You did. I'm, I think the last time I saw you was at Buffalo after. Wild Wings before a football game. But yeah. I don't remember when that mm. was. I don't remember when that was either. Back when we could go to restaurants. Back when we could go to restaurants. And there were sports. There's sports again now. Back I, when the stadiums could be filled with people. Mm-hmm. Yes. I was actually in Norman, Oklahoma during the game yesterday, and there was no social distancing or masks. I was very disappointed in everybody. What a surprise. That being said, I was out there handing out food to people, but I was wearing a mask at least. Yes. Responsible. Responsible and irresponsible. And I had gloves on, and I like I made I prepared the samples with one set of gloves, took those off, threw them away, sanitized, put new gloves on. Wow. To hand out. You're an exemplar of cleanliness and sanitation. I tried to be. We gave out Dr. Pepper chocolate chip ice cream. People really enjoyed it. Wait, wait, that's that's one thing. Yeah, Dr. Pepper chocolate chip ice cream. I made it myself, actually. We make homemade ice cream. Wow. And yeah. That's where Dr. Pepper went. I like to think it was in honor of me. Well, yeah, sure. Thank you. Sure. I got got it from a recipe that they've been using for years, <laughs> but yeah. They, they dedicated it to me, though. It's true. It's the Cameron Liner in memorial flavor. In, is he dead? Wait a minute. <laughs> in honor. Nope, in memorial. <laughs> Rats. <laughs> and if you're wondering what Charlie meant by Chance, oh, my Dr. Pepper being gone, Chance and I got drinks on our way to my house to do this, and Chance drank all of my Dr. Pepper without realizing that it wasn't his cherry Coke because he's a monster. It's <laughs> I did. It's true. Not yeah. that I have anything against cherry Coke, but Dr. Pepper's better. I wanted you to branch don't out. Don't at me. I wanted you to branch out and get something you don't normally get. As he sips his doctor or his, his cherry Coke. It's <laughs> just not the same. Actually, if you want to at me, you can at me. <laughs> Please, please at me. Start a fight. The Cherry Coke and Dr. <clears throat> Pepper, which really in the long run isn't all that different because... Yeah, they're smooth. <laughs> smooth uh, beverages. So, Charlie, tell us about your history with Boy Meets World. So, I think I watched... I didn't watch it, like, as it was going on. I think I probably caught a few episodes as it was originally aired. Most of my watching of it came, like, Disney Channel when I was in middle school and high school. Probably more in high school. I actually remember recording on VHS um, every morning. I think they'd show it on Disney Channel. So I'd record it in the morning and then get home from school in high school and watch it. So I think I watched through it. Probably the first time I ever watched through like the entire series was that way. And I actually own the DVD set of it, which I don't use anymore because I have Disney Plus. But I own the DVD set of it. So it's, it's one of those shows that I've, I've always loved since I was at least in high school. 
Charlie, I need you to go to the radio episode. I need you to go listen to the radio episode on your DVDs and then listen to them on Disney Plus and see if the music's different or not. Okay, I think the DVDs are not at my house right now. But next time I'm back home where my parents live, I'll grab them and think about that. Yeah, because we certainly can't Google it and find out. Oh, what would we Google? I, I don't know. Is the music different? <laughs> I like first uh, first person sources, so I'd rather go yeah, with yeah. I would rather primary my, sources. I would rather my dear friend Charlie be my source. Mm-hmm. He's got to get the hot scoop. Yes. We were, we were we were covering that episode last week or the week before. I don't remember anymore. And I was like, I wonder if this was what the music always was or if this is like for streaming deal music. So I just don't know. Generic or something? Huh? Is it just generic music? I'm trying to remember now. I, yeah, but I feel like it would be anyway. Like they, I think it probably would be, but I don't Other know. than one time I can think of, there's never like specific music by a specific group. Which is funny considering the titles of all of season one. Yep. Uh-huh. Lots of music refs. None this week. None really. that um, makes sense, but... I did mean to look up what the Thrilla and Phila is, and I didn't do that. It's in reference to... Um... Muhammad Ali and George Foreman, maybe. Oh, I believe. I know there was a there was a fight that a couple people did that was the Thrilla in Manila. I'm assuming that's what this is in reference to. Okay, it it might not be Muhammad Ali. It might be George Foreman and Joe Frazier. I'll have to look it up later. You know what? I can can look it. it. We can send out a tweet to uh, address whatever it is whenever it comes out. Okay, we'll forget to do that. But okay, we will. Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier in 1975. Thrilla in Manila. In Manila, yes. The Man- Manila Philippines, or is that a different Manila? It's, yeah, no, it's, it's the Philippines. They Manila, New York. Why were they in the Philippines? Manila wafers? <laughs> yes, Manila wafers. It was in 1975, so I think that would have been after Vietnam. I don't know why they would have done it there. Maybe it was just... actually a street fight in an abandoned Manila folder factory. Ooh, I like it. Is it a where? yes it's abandoned we cracked charlie up we did a good job all right let's get in to episode 220 pop quiz who would like to take the summary charlie would you like to summarize or would you like us to i would i would rather have one of you do it okay okay i guess it's me um pop quiz we have two stories running simultaneously here harley kiner beloved bully of john adams high may he rest in peace He's still alive. He has been sent to boot camp, juvenile boot camp, and Frankie and Joey are beside themselves with grief. And so they decide to attach themselves to one Eric Matthews and be his lackeys. Eventually a new bully-ish Griff. I don't think Griff's really a bully. We'll get into that. We'll get into it. But he comes and they decide to be his lackeys instead. So they get a new purpose in life. At the same time, Corey and Sean are both being really dumb in school. Like, not like they're doing dumb things. They're just getting very, very bad grades. And while visiting Mr. Turner's house, they discover his lesson plans and study for a pop quiz. I, isn't it just a test? It's not really a pop it's quiz. It's a pop quiz. Calls it a pop quiz. You guys call it a pop quiz. I guess so. So they study for a pop quiz in order to do well, thinking they've cracked the entire educational system. And that's about it. That's that's about it. Not a whole lot. There's not a lot. I, I think we can cover both storylines simultaneously. No need to no mm-hmm. need to throw one away as we have done in the past. Right. Also, Morgan makes a sandwich. She does. That's right. Okay, we can we, we'll cover that one right now. <laughs> Morgan makes is a lucky charms. Charms it's lucky charms and cheese whiz. Is that right? Uh-huh. Yeah. She makes a lucky charms and cheese whiz on Wonder Bread sandwich. Mm-hmm. And apparently, it's very good. Eric really. Uh, Eric and Alan. Alan really like it. 
So, and apparently there's a Fruit Loop and what? I didn't catch it. Fruit Loops on Pita. Oh, for, that, yeah. sounds, that could be good. That's probably better than Lucky Charms and Cheese Whiz. I, would I don't think. know. That's basically the whole plot. That's it. That's but when if we ever have a live show, we're going to have those giant bologna sandwiches and also this. <laughs> Lucky Charms and Maybe cheese. we'll just eat it on stage. Do we need to crush cans on our heads? No, I'm not doing that. Is, I think there's a trick to it. I just don't know what the trick is. I feel like is. you squeeze. They're much more flimsy now than they used to be. I do know that. I'm not going to try it, but... Do it. Do it. Oh, I'm not doing it. I could... He's doing it. Oh, my gosh. He just crushed it on his head. It's all bone. It's not... It's nothing. I have a sonic styrofoam cup I could crush on my head. That would work. That would definitely crush and make a huge mess, and I'd be very mad at you. There's nothing in it. Oh. This one would. Yes, that one would. This cherry Coke one. Um, Yeah, so not a ton happens in this episode. We'll take that Morgan plot. We'll go, aww. And then we'll just kind of... It's her contractually obligated one appearance. Yes. I think it's very good. I mean, it's... Cricket's going again. I I hope that's not in the recording. I can't hear anything. Okay. Yeah, she is just showing up for yeah. one episode at a time. I don't know why. Sometimes I feel like she's not even in an episode. She wasn't she's in, not the, in next, the next one. She's not in the next one. I don't remember her in the radio episode at all. No, because they're never really at home much. No. Topanga's not in this episode. No. Well, I just, it's crazy how much Topanga's out. Like, sure. I didn't realize. Yeah, I, I thought she was in it. In it. I, I thought she was like up to series main character in season two, but apparently she wasn't. Or if she was, she didn't show up that much. Or she was busy executive producing. That's true. She is, she is the executive <laughs> producer now. Get out of here, Michael Jacobs. Who needs you? We got Topanga. We got Topanga. Um, so we open up. On football in the hallway. Uh-huh. Johnny Unitas throws to somebody. I don't remember who it is. It's really not important. Charlie, you're our sportster. I know. I just don't remember the name. And I, I can't think of I don't even know who Johnny Unitas played for. I, I didn't watch football when I was that young. So. That's a good name, though. I, I, feel like, I feel like he probably played for the Eagles, right? Had to. Makes sense. Man, the person we would normally ask is Charlie. Me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't prepare that much. <laughs> Who is Johnny Unitas? Ooh, Google. Baltimore Colts. Oh. I didn't know there were Baltimore Colts. Is yeah, before they, they moved to Indianapolis. Yeah. He was a player from 56 to 73. Okay, yeah, I definitely didn't didn't watch him play football then. I guess that was a... If the, a reference for the adults there. If the Pokemon episode isn't evidence enough, we know nothing, nothing <laughs> about football. Uh, I drafted a guy named Mahomes in our fantasy league because in I thought his name was... Round. Huh? In the first round, right? I don't Maybe that's a it's, it's a decent pick, but not not first round. But whatever. His name was super cool. He's also the reigning Super Bowl MVP, so you got that going for you. Look at me! I knew what I was your doing method, the whole time. I, I thought I thought you knew that when you drafted him. I knew nothing. I picked based on cool names. <laughs> okay, I got Single Terry or something like that. He was cool. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Not Double Terry. No, single. Not Half Terry. Ooh. Single Terry. And a guy named Ertz. E R T Z. Yeah, that's uh, that's the husband of a World Cup champion. Oh, oh, there we go. Fun. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a great drafter. Actually, apparently am, because I always make it very far in our league. Uh-huh, way <laughs> further than me. Surprisingly make it far in our league. <laughs> yes, and I know nothing. So anyway, they're playing football in the hall. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Corey throws it and does a terrible job and hits Frankie, just like oh, broadsides true. him and hits Frankie. And he's like, he throws it and hits a blue 1995 Buick Regal. <laughs> I thought that was kind of mean, but <laughs> yeah, it's it little, is. It's a little mean. But that being said, Frankie has tried to run over him, like True. figuratively speaking. Multiple times. 
<laughs> so yeah, and they run, but Joey, Joey and Frankie aren't chasing. They aren't yeah, they're, chasing. they're distraught. They're like sulking. Uh-huh. They're so down in the dumps. And um, they kind of ask them, what's up? Why aren't you trying to beat us up? It's like, Let me say it in a language they understand. Why aren't you pounding us to a pulp? And then uh, Sean goes, why know this? And takes Frankie's hand and puts it <laughs> on his face. <laughs> like hits himself with Frankie's hand. Um, it's very good. It's very funny. Um, Sean and Corey are really, really stupid in this uh-huh. episode. It's like even more than normal. Yes. It's weird. Really- what? It's weird. <laughs> it's, like, it's like they forgot everything about everything in this beginning of this episode. That being said, I love it. I mean, I, it's, it's very funny. It's, it's, it is funny. So, yeah, we learned that Harley was sent off to reform school, juvenile reform school, which I have so many questions about. Because he's not a juvenile. He's not a juvenile. <laughs> he's an yeah, adult. Like, it's like his, what, third senior year or something like that. It's at least, at the very least, it's second. I mean, implied that it's more than that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like at a certain point, you have to send them off or put them in like an alternative program if they're not going to drop out. Because it's just like at a certain point, you're too old yeah. to be with the regular. Regular students. Uh-huh. Well, I know I have a friend who was a correctional officer in one of the juvenile centers in Kansas. I think he said like when it comes to sentencing, juvenile life, and I put that in quotes, because this is an audio format. Um, Juvenile life sentences, basically because you turn 18 and you're no longer legally a minor, it's like until you're the age of 23. So I think you are still in the system as a juvenile until you're 23 with that. But I don't think schooling is like that at all. So that doesn't make any sense that you would be sent to some random juvenile reform school. Yeah. At whatever age he is. Maybe. Maybe he knew a guy who forged the documents. That That would make sense. That could be. He's like, I'll get off easier in juvenile and he, setting. And he had the plastic surgery to make him a different that's person. True. That's true. That's so, uh, Harley's just up to something. Yeah, that's all it is. He's just scamming them. Yeah, he's up to something. He's had his plastic surgery. He's going to juvenile reform school as a legal adult. He's trying to get at someone who wronged him. That's my new canon. Mm-hmm. I mean, in real life, we know Danny McNulty had yeah, kind of a breakdown. So we're glad that he got the help that he needed and was able to return. But in canon, he's out He's out for revenge of some sort. Yeah, someone in a juvenile reform school wronged him, and now he's going in. Yeah, but Frankie and Joey don't know that, and they're just distraught here. Um, it's really funny. I love Frankie and Joey. I mean, I feel like they've been sort of the some secret kind of stars of this season. Yes. Like scene stealers, Yeah, for sure. They're great. And so I feel like both of these them. episodes, they get a chance to shine a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. I'd say so. This is their episodes. Uh-huh. I mean, we spend about an equal amount of time on Corey's plot as we do on Frankie and Joey's plot, mm-hmm. but they're both good, good plot. Yeah, I like them both. Um, so after we learn this, uh, they start playing football again. Actually, before uh, we do that, I wrote okay. down, and I don't know if I'm assuming this is about where we're at, but Frankie, I wrote down Frankie jo- carries Joey. Like yeah, yes, <laughs> that's Joey true. So he picks him up to take him away, and they, he's yeah. taking him to class, and he's like, yeah. "This is what it's come to, class." I think is the funniest. One of the funniest moments in the whole whole episode. Uh-huh. Picking him up and carrying him away. He's like in the fetal position. Yeah. That's Frankie. He's so there. distraught. I just love those two. Yeah. That was probably improv. You gotta think it. Possibly. That's very funny. Um, but yes, and then they start, uh, Corey and Sean start playing football again, but this time Feeney intercepts the ball and gives them their tests back. Mm. Again. More FERPA violations, More right? More FERPA, exactly. Just ridiculing students for their <laughs> grades. 
I mean, they're not good. They're not good grades. What, a 12 and a 16? Uh Um, Yeah, so a 12 and a 16. And this is the funniest conversation maybe in the entire (laughs) show so far. I could not, could not stop laughing at open a book. <laughs> what? Yeah, I, I literally wrote it down and, and underlined it because he says it so many times. What? 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 Open a book. Like this, this is the first time Sean says what, is it? Uh, Probably, yeah. I know it won't be the last. No, that, there's a couple more episodes where he's kind of like this. Uh, whenever adults talk, I just hear this. <laughs> this buzzing, buzzing sound. sound. But then <laughs> Turner... She comes up, uh, goes, good boys, nice boys. And they like, they're like soften. Do you know what Feeney just said? No. He's very He's mean. really mad. <laughs> he just started yelling about nothing. <laughs> it's so funny. The whole conversation, if you have never watched the show, but you listen to us, turn on season two, episode 20. Just watch the first five minutes. It's so funny. Yeah. I feel like it is so out of character for Corey. Yeah. But also I love it. Yeah. I have no problem. I enjoy it so much, but at the same time, it's just like, who, who is this? This isn't really Corey. Well, so I've grown weary of the Corey trying to find himself plot line. Oh, then yeah, the next episode is not going to do it for you either. <laughs> I, I've grown weary of this plot. So Corey just being Sean's friend and being an idiot, I'm in. Mm-hmm. Like, I loved it. <laughs> We're here for it. What did you think, Charlie? Am I, am I overhyping the conversation? I think it's odd because there's, after this conversation with these two and with Feeney and with Mr. Turner, they don't act like that again in the rest of the episode. Like, they're still pretty dumb. But they don't, they're not like, he was very mean. Just like this, this weird. No, I don't understand what he was saying. Yeah. It, it's, it, I, Sean does I, say what a few times. I yeah. think it's very out of character for both of them. Not as much for Sean, but definitely <laughs> for Corey. Like there's, there's nothing to indicate that he was this dumb. Mm-hmm. Or I this, like juvenile. Sh- I think the show is trying to show an exaggerated take on the idea that kids don't respond well to aggression. Oh, I believe that. Yes. I mean, that's I, very true. And I think that's when you look at the end of the episode, I think that's the point they're trying to yeah. make well. Uh-huh. I think like that's why they can understand Turner in this conversation. <laughs> Good boys. Nice boys. <laughs> well, yeah. But even then he's like, your book reports, they were due on Wednesday. And he's not like yelling at him. He's not accusing him and he's working with them. Uh-huh. But they're still like, so, t- so we'll get it to you on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm grading them on Sunday. So Tuesday then? Tuesday. <laughs> it's like, get them to me by five, on, five o'clock on Sunday. It's like, oh, my dog ate mine. Yes. <laughs> but they understand him. That was a very... Line, I yeah, thought. my dog ain't mine. Not yet. <laughs> Not. I think it's only fair for you to know my dog ain't mine. <laughs> <laughs> I I laughed so much during this conversation, especially just what did he just say? I don't know. He just started yelling. <laughs> Open a book. What? But I gotta say, when Feeney is making this big deal about their grades, he's like, "Have you guys ever opened a book?" Like he's their teacher. Yeah. he's yeah. in class with them he's responsible for them doing at least a little bit of that mm-hmm. like if he's just going while they're not paying attention like he's doing a bad job 
Mm-hmm. I'm not getting back on, I'm not harping on the Feeney's a bad teacher thing again, because I think he's starting to redeem himself some. But this is just another example of where this is, it's not entirely Feeney's fault, because the onus is on them to take some Can charge in their education. Can really be on kids? I think it's learning, you're learning to have some of that responsibility. Okay. Um, and I think when question. kids do take that ownership is when real learning happens. Mm-hmm. But Yafini did a bad job. <laughs> I'm sorry. What were you gonna say, Charlie? I, I I would agree. I mean, like I was a very poor student in high school and college. Well, the two years I was at the same school as you guys, anyway. And it was not because my teachers were bad, and it's, and a lot of it is just because I needed to take ownership of my own education. So mm-hmm. I I would agree. But I mean, these are seventh graders, so I think it falls a little bit on the teacher as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we cut to uh, the house where we have the Morgan scene, <laughs> the cheese whiz and Lucky Charms. And uh, this whole scene is to set up that Eric has won some water park tickets. Uh-huh. The, I'm assuming through his job. Do they ever say that that's where it comes that's from? That's what I'm thinking. It's like they got Alan's the one there. that gives them to him. So yeah, like, he them through the supermarket. We still have a lot of questions as to whether or not Eric's still employed. You haven't re- heard this episode yet, Charlie, but um, the Robin Leach episode happened, and it definitely seems like he doesn't have a job. That's true, because he's just like sitting around doing nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trying to get money by, and they talk about him having an allowance and mm-hmm. various things. So I don't know. And, Man. And the thing about that is, if he doesn't work there, then it was just a random contest through the... He shouldn't have been eligible to yeah, work. you're usually not eligible for stuff if your parent works for a company. So that's that's an odd situation. Maybe it was like an employee's children's raffle. <laughs> sure. Or maybe Alan won them and just gave them the... Because he I did see that. He did get to dictate that Corey get one of the tickets. Uh-huh. So it's almost like they were his that he gave to Eric. Maybe, versus like maybe they were Aaron Eric. convinced Alan to get in on this contest. And so that's why <laughs> Eric gets the ticket. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> he does go. It's really funny. It's really funny. He's like, he's like, you and your brother should have a lot of fun. Oh, no, 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 no. When I see this ticket, I see me with someone in a teeny bikini. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's like, well, that's entirely up to Corey. So that's a thing that happens. Um, but I feel like compared to Alan's normal character, like it's like, <laughs> yeah. that's a funny joking about like sort of gender roles. I have a note in the next episode. normal. Yeah, the next episode. Okay. Like the old one's like, Ooh, we got stuff. Ballet. To I'm going to be in ballet if you don't. Yeah. yeah. Do, like that sort of stuff. You're, versus, you're jumping ahead. No, I'm talking about the Blue Angel. You're talking about the future too, though. Yeah, so. you're also talking about the next. Yes, because ballet seems to be the thing Alan is fixated on. I haven't heard about it, so. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so this was this was a funny funny joke yeah agreed 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 um so the next scene is eric wait let me make sure no, it's Corey and sean up in, yep. in, up in, the, Corey's room. in the room where they have their brilliant idea about how not to read <laughs> how not to read <laughs> it's funny sean's like they can put a man on the moon but you still gotta read <laughs> <laughs> Which we haven't done in a while, so we definitely need to read. It's true. We haven't put a man on the moon in a while. Tesla will do it. Even by their time, it had been a little bit. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they decide they'll just rent the movie and copy what's on the back of the box. Which there's not much on the back of movie boxes. There might have been more when they were VHSs, but yeah, I seem to remember there being like whole plot synopsises on the back when there were VHSs. I feel like there was. That wouldn't fill up a book report. I guess if you write big. <laughs> they were handwritten. Yeah, they were handwritten in one page. So I'd love to do a one-page book report. <laughs> I was going to say, that, that seems a little light. 
Mr. Turner. I mean, they're reading a book a day. <laughs> yeah, they're reading a lot of books in that class. We have to add mice, and, of men. mice and men. We have to add mice and men to our book count for the whole thing. It's kind of been lighter recently. It has. I, because it was ridiculous before. Uh-huh. He really hit them a lot with new content at the beginning of the year. Yeah. And sort of chilled out. Well, they had been doing the poetry unit because they had been they had mentioned poems several times at this point. Yeah. And you can read a lot of poems. Yeah. So this is the first book they've come back to after after poetry time yes of mice and men that's my they get to choose the book if i remember right what didn't they get to choose this book report oh i have no idea maybe that would make sense i would rather as a teacher read a bunch of book reports about a bunch of different books than just one one book report i also wouldn't really sign a book report (laughs) so i got like i said there's that email there's that pinterest email coming in at 9 p.m every time yes so book reports every time what? You get the same email every night? Apparently. Oh, Pinterest when, is letting me know. Only when we're recording. Let's see what they've got today. No, no, don't do this. <laughs> What's Cameron's Pinterest email? No. Get inspired with these 17 trending ideas. This is a bad podcast. How to make a, a diamond tufted headboard. Everyone at home, make him stop. Mm, inspiration, creation, and admiration. You have covered the delightful face of our friend. Look at you. Look at that chicken basket with some eggs in it. That's adorable. Charlie, how do you feel right now? Um, Unimportant. Yeah. 50 plus bathroom remodeling ideas. Stop it. You don't need to remodel your bathroom. We're thinking about it. No, stop it. Okay. Thank you, Pinterest. (laughs) That's our new segment. (laughs) Nightly Pinterest email. I don't even know what just happened. <laughs> I created a bit. You did. You're welcome. And we went with it. Um, <laughs> yes. So they go to rent their books, um, which are movies. It is funny though. Corey's like, if I make this shot, we'll start. And he shoots the basketball and it goes out the window. And Mr. Feeney just, open a book. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, the thing I don't understand is I'm guessing Feeney heard that whole conversation. He their probably. window was open. It's not for their, not for his class. Yeah, that's for Turner's. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't have the energy but to mess it, with him. But considering the ending of the episode, I think that gives him an unfair advantage. Oh, that's a good point. I mean, he loses anyway, but that's that's beside the episode. <laughs> um, now we cut to the school where we have the return of my heart's, the gem of my heart, the jewel, uh-huh. Jasmine Fontana. Jasmine Fontana? If it isn't, oh, it should be. <laughs> she sure is. <laughs> if it isn't, it should be. Um, as you all know, Charlie doesn't know this yet because he hasn't heard the episode. We love Jasmine Fontana. I mean, she's uh, great. <laughs> mostly for the joke, Jasmine Fontana? If it isn't, it should be. <laughs> um, and Eric's like, if you, he says, we're 98% water. So if you can squeeze that other 2% into a bikini, we should return to our natural habitat. Which makes zero sense. (laughs) Zero sense. And to set all this up, Frankie and Joey are still sad. Yes. And they're like, we need to get a new leader because we're just lackeys. We need somebody. And then Eric comes out and they witness this happening. Yes. They witness him like be smooth with Jasmine Fontana and... Then he goes up to Corey and he's like, man, you get, you re- you rented some movies to do your book report. No, Corey, so- Corey asks him to take him back to the, to the movie store because he's got to return his books. Oh, quotes. Yes, absolutely. And he's just like, be a shame if mom and dad found out about that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll need your water park ticket. 
Yeah, so they see Which him. Another about that. Does Corey just carry around this water park ticket with him at all times? Yeah. He it, just, like, as soon as he says that, here you go. He just hands it to him in his pocket, out of his pocket. He's excited. It's yeah, just, maybe, what? Why, why is he taking it to school? Maybe on the way out the door, his dad gave them both the tickets. Could be. Still weird because they're is. at their house. It, it is. Like, and, I have these tickets to give you when you get home. And Charlie is right because I took note, a special note that Corey's hand just comes straight out of his pocket. Yeah, it's like, here you go. <laughs> Maybe he, he wanted to bring it to like show his friends. <laughs> his friend. Kids bring really dumb stuff to school. Like what? Just like all sorts of like, here's my stuffed animal that I brought to show everybody. But like, cute. like fifth grader, right? I'm just saying, you never know what a kid's going to like pull out and be like, look what I brought today. <laughs> look what I brought. Sometimes look. it sends them to the principal's office. Wait, what? Sometimes it sends them to the principal's office. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't uh, really send kids to the principal's office. Well, look at you deal with him myself yes so what frankie and joey decide eric should be their new leader they don't <laughs> they don't tell eric. eric about this <laughs> they just follow him around yes. you spooked him you spooked him. that's not yet i know it's just funny we got to go to turner's apartment which uh-huh. i'm very excited about it is oh it's the first appearance of turner's apartment it's true new set piece gonna be with us for a little bit yep so uh turner is in a wife wife beater yeah wife beater uh, <laughs> thirst trap. I think that's the word. Oh yeah, for what this is. Trap. This is a thirst trap. Such a TikTok word you've used. Thank you. Look at you and your hip with the kidsness. That's me. Um, yes, he. I mean, Turner's got the guns. He's looking good. They're like, we're getting in our book report, and he's like, good because you've had until tomorrow. <laughs> Five o'clock tomorrow is when that was due. They're like, we ran six blocks and up all these stairs to get it to you. 4.55. Just in time. He's like, great, but it's due at five o'clock tomorrow. So more of this, Corey and Sean are dumb and don't know the days. But Sean does go, oh, okay, we'll come back. <laughs> he doesn't even understand the basics of how something being due works, uh-huh. which is delightful to me. It is delightful. Um, but then, what? Charlie's going to say something. I thought. Oh, I, la- I, I laughed when, because they hand him the book reports and Turner's like reading them to them. And he says like, he starts reading through, oh, Mice and Men. And he starts reading the plot. And then he gets down to um, like wonderfully acted, great, like good direction or something like that. Like clearly he knows this is a movie that they've stolen this from. And he doesn't even give them any indication. Oh, okay, whatever. We're just going <laughs> to move along. It's just He's got bigger fish to fry in this moment. Yeah. Hopefully also, not the ones in his aquarium. What? Hopefully not the ones in his aquarium. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. That was <laughs> a good sorry. joke. It went over my head there yeah. for a second. I was just like, what? <laughs> yeah, this is where it's just crazy to me. Like that he just says, oh, my two underage students just come in my apartment, grab a soda. Yeah, I, I thought that was very odd. Even when he suggested, yeah, just bring it to my house on Sunday night. That was just uh-huh. weird. I don't know where any of my teachers lived. Yeah, I guess that's true. Uh-huh. And then it just tells him to like take a seat. Like I'm getting dressed for my date. And he opens the door in a wife beater. That's strange. Uh-huh. Well, I guess he wasn't expecting them. Yeah. True. He wasn't expecting them until five o'clock. The next Tomorrow. day. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that's true. It is weird. I don't know. I was... I feel like there were close friendships between students and teachers in the 90s that probably led to bad things sometimes. And that's why it doesn't happen as much anymore. I just feel like there's, it's good to have some distance. Yeah. I just feel like this wasn't as strange in the 90s is all I'm trying to say. I mean, at least a backyard in between you. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just funny, like, you live next to Feeney. Why is it weird being in Turner's house? Like, he's never let me inside. I thought that was... Halloween, funny. he just leaves the candy on our porch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, that must be what happened. When well, you, wait, doesn't Feeny give like rulers for Halloween? Yeah, in the first season. Wasn't that in the? Yeah, that was the previous episode. Yeah, but there's been a Halloween since then. So in mm-hmm. the Halloween since then, when Corey was turning into a werewolf, oh, oh, you're not gonna howl with us, Charlie? No. <laughs> oh, sad. No. I, I have thin walls. I don't want to make too much of a noise. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> um, well, my kids are asleep, but I just took a calculated risk. Hope I'm good at math. We did future kids to howl not too long ago. Uh-huh. They had a good time. They had a good time howling with us. Um, yeah, so they're exploring Turner's apartment being terrors. Uh-huh. Knocking things over, <laughs> dropping CDs in a fish tank. I did love the line. Uh, they dropped the CD into the water. Uh, well, reach your hand in there and get it. What if those are piranhas? Use your left that. hand. What? I thought that was funny. Yeah. Just, just use your left hand. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> just it in there. You only need one. <laughs> You only need one. And then we get, you're, you're right, them being in Turner's house is uncomfortable, but the next joke is really quite uncomfortable. It's Miss Tompkins' phone number. Oh, that's right. It must be who he's going out with. That must be who he's going out with. Yeah, they'll probably do dinner, maybe a movie, and then they'll come back here and <laughs> they just get these looks on their faces and it's like, these guys are imagining their teachers having sex. Like, what is happening right now? Um, so yeah, that's an uncomfortable joke. And then they find... The lesson plan book mm-hmm. just open, which you saw Turner, like when he was going to get dressed, he like took a lesson plan book, picked it up, put the papers down and put the lesson plan book on top of the papers. Mm-hmm. Like it was very deliberate. Mm-hmm. Like, even in that moment, like the the blocking, I guess, for the scene of like, this is very deliberate that he's doing something. Yeah, it's not that out of place because like it's loose paper, so something weighing it down. But at the same time, you're thinking too hard. He lives in an apartment that's high up in the sky, apparently. So He's there might be a lot of students' reports before and just flying out the windows. <laughs> yeah, who knows? There well, might have been a paper. He grades out on the fire escape sometimes. Just everybody gets an A this week because the wind carried all your papers away. <laughs> that's a FERPA violation right there. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so he, it, it, you're right. It's very deliberate though. I don't think it's that strange. It's just like, well, I definitely know. I was like, I, I picked it up. I picked it up when I watched it this time. I was like, Oh, that's interesting that he just sets it right there on top. Yeah. And then they see when there's a test and exactly what's going to be covered on the test and they have inside information. Uh-huh. They, we can prepare for this. We can study. Yeah. They can, they can study for this test. Because they couldn't before. Uh-huh. I, of, of all the Philly shenanigans, this is the worst Philly shenanigans. Uh, they learned something at no, the end. It's so poorly thought out. <laughs> like, all right, we're going to study for this pop quiz that's coming up. Yeah, you know, for anything else that we had ever yeah. done. Well, we, well there's, I, I can understand... Yeah, because there's something enticing about doing something you know you're not supposed to do, yeah, or knowing something you know you're not supposed to know, yeah. And so that makes the concept of being prepared for this pop quiz very alluring, mm-hmm. in a way that being ready for a regular test isn't, because it's like yeah. it's just a test that I don't want to take. But now it's like, ha Well, I, I think there's this. a deeper topic here. I really do, because I actually relate to Corey and Sean in this episode a lot in that it always felt to me like the educational system was against me. Mm-hmm. Like my, I was, it, it was a, a struggle between me and the educational system that was trying to steal my time, was trying to 
was trying to get me in trouble with my parents. Like, I always had this feeling like, like kind of the boys do with, with Feeney at the very beginning. It's like, he's just mad. Like, not, not quite that stupid. I don't think it worked for me that way. I don't know if that makes any sense. And I think this is trying to illustrate that what we said a few episodes ago is correct. That when you've made work a chore, when you've made it something like you you have made it something that people don't want to do. But if you can make it, if you can recontextualize that same thing as to, as like a thing you get to do or a thing that maybe has a little bit of element of danger to it, Mm-hmm. then people are more likely to come to it. Then I have to beat you by getting a good grade so you don't get me in trouble like you want me to. Does that make sense? I think so. <laughs> I'm trying to... Did you guys never feel like the educational system was against you? I mean, maybe. I didn't, but I think that's because, I mean, I think the public education system is inequitable. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I felt like a lot of, for me, I think, I don't think I felt that way, but that was a lot of my own privilege. Like, mm-hmm. I grew up in a pretty middle-class society, going to a school filled with a bunch of other middle-class people, and it was kind of designed for me. So I don't I don't know. Yeah, but I, I do think, like, the education system isn't designed... It's, it's not that fair level playing field mm-hmm. that I think it's preached as. is like, education is a great equalizer, and it's the thing that's going to lift people up, um, like a rising tide raises all ships kind of situation. Because it doesn't, because it doesn't favor everyone. And I mean, even the concept of tests and public education in general was designed ultimately to favor wealthy white boys and kind of push everybody else out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, that has continued. And so it, it is easy to feel if you're not in that sort of dominant group, like it is working against you in some way. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I'm not going to say I wasn't in that dominant group. There were parts of my schooling where I would have been and parts where I wasn't. But I don't know. It's hard to explain. But to me, like, like you know, people joke about it all the time. But I was one of the kids who, like, aced every standardized test they ever took. Like, I was clearly, like, whatever it means to be, quote unquote, gifted in, like, the learning process. But it didn't matter to me. Like, what mattered is, like, the school was trying to steal my time. They wanted me to waste my time on busy work. Like, they wanted me to study boring things. And I very much felt like they wanted me to fail. Like, every time I got a good grade, I didn't, it wasn't something I did right. It was me beating out the person who wanted me to fail. Mm -hmm. Like, I very much had an antagonistic relationship with education. And that's why I think we talked about it last week. So the episode isn't out yet, Charlie, but like, I cheated like crazy. Because it wasn't about learning. It wasn't about integrity. It was about getting it done. <laughs> like not getting in trouble like the system wanted me to get in trouble. So Yeah. I think that's the, like, especially like the idea of standardized tests and um, just like nationally normed tests and assessments and things. Um, it's like every community and every group of people is different. So what should be normal for those different groups is different. Yeah. Um, but stuff is so much set up, especially here in like the middle of the country. It's normed to like major coastal cities where life is just, I mean, it's different. Mm-hmm. And so there's like different things that are known and expected. And um, so like this, and I think for a long time, teaching is like, let's sit in rows and I'm going to talk to you and you're going to listen, mm-hmm. which is even what they get to on this episode. It's like, I'm the teacher. I talk and you listen and you learn. It's like, not, that's not it. Yeah. Like learning by doing like project-based learning, making connections to real life and 
like building on background and things like, I feel like that's where quality education happens. It's not just facts and dates and mm-hmm. memorization of stuff, which is what Feeney's all about. Yeah. And Turner is too. Book. Read a book. Yeah. <laughs> open, not even read, just open. Yeah, open a book. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like the, I don't know. It's this bare minimum thing. Like, and, and it, I will admit most of my, my teachers were Feeney's. It's like, I'm going to lecture you. I'm going to give you homework every night. You're supposed to dedicate like, what was it? An hour per hour or something like that. Whatever the standard is, like you should be doing this much work outside of class. Mm. And like, then at the end of the unit, we're going to give you a test. And it was just like, no, <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like we've already discussed at length all my thoughts on this. So I don't want to yeah. <laughs> regale it again. Well, yeah. And I just think like what Turner is doing And what I think this episode does really well is showing that all you've got to do is recontextualize that. Like I love to learn. Like I legitimately do. I, what I do in my, in my spare time is watch documentaries, read Wikipedia articles. Like I am a person who loves to learn, but I was terrible in the education system. And I think if it had been recontextualized for me, I think I would have, I would have thrived much better. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. This episode really spoke to me on this and Turner style in this really spoke to me. Yeah. I think that recontextualization is important. Like something I do with my students instead of like, Hey everybody, we're going to talk every day about nouns and go over all the rules of how nouns work and how to make nouns plural and blah, 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 blah. Instead, we're going to write a book about nouns ourselves and become experts on it. And so each of you is going to take a different aspect. Like maybe you're taking generally what a noun is and you're taking regular plurals or irregular plurals or this or that or the other. And then you're kind of becoming an expert on that particular thing. And we're writing in this style and then you're going to illustrate and do all this stuff and then we'll put it all together. And like we've created something and done something together. Mm-hmm. And it's like fun and it's interesting. And like we've learned and we can show that we've learned. There's something to mark that learning that's happened. But it's not like person, place, or thing. Yeah. Let's do worksheets and worksheets and worksheets. All you out there in Podcastville, I'm actually very curious about this. Did you see your teachers and your school as your allies in the learning process? Or did you see them as basically an enemy that was trying to get you in trouble? I'm really curious. You guys seem to be on the ally side, at least somewhat. But I, like I said, my teachers were never like, a few of them transcended it, but most of the time my teachers were enemies who wanted me to fail. And I know that's not true. Like, that's just how it felt. That's how it felt to me as a kid. So I think, I mean, I had a few teachers in high school. One I can think of specifically. I'm not going to name the guy, but. Name, names, uh, name. No, it's fine. Kidding. He, uh, he was a math Drag teacher. No, no. he was a math teacher, um, but he was also the uh, basketball coach. And so like he was late to class every day, but he still expected us to do everything and learn everything. And I ended up, I think I failed one semester of his class. And it, it, that was probably the biggest time I ever felt like he was against me. Not that he actually was. He was probably well-intentioned somewhat, but it didn't feel like it at the time. So Mm -hmm. I can understand people that think that teachers or that the education system is against them because I, I see little snippets of, of how that's quite possible depending on who the teacher is or what the context is. Yeah. I feel like I, most of my teachers that were also coaches, like I feel like were pretty good. Yeah. This guy was everyone. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But 
like one of my favorite teachers that I ever had was high school. I had him for American history and then human geography. And he was like the girl's softball coach, but he like genuinely loved also teaching. And he's a, the principal of my high school now. Um, but like, he was really good at his job and he wanted us to learn. And like, we would have class discussions about a lot of stuff. Um, so I, yeah, I, I, I guess that's not the norm uh, for that sort of thing. And it wasn't every coach that I had that was a teacher that was like wonderful. Well, I think all my, all the other t- teachers I had that were coaches were very good teachers. Uh-huh. I know my, I took psychology in high school as an elective and he was the girls soccer coach. And he was like a social studies teacher that just kind of got thrown into to psychology, but he ended up loving teaching the subject. So he fell in love with that aspect of it and loved teaching because of it. So yeah. And I, I don't think I had just a plethora of bad teachers. I don't, I'm not saying that. I just think the way it's all set up mm-hmm. for people like me was just not like, cause I was never going to value a grade. A grade meant nothing to me. It was an arbitrary letter that mm-hmm. someone gave you just me. You weren't motivated by it. Yeah. Even so. Why is, why, what's up with that? Huh? They skip E. What's up with that? Yeah. Why would they skip E? It's I completely arbitrary. This whole system. <laughs> exactly. E deserves a shot. Yeah. I'm. I'm not. I'm just saying. I'm not trying to drag my teachers. I'm just saying, like the system overall is busted. Yeah. Well, at, at least for someone like me, and it probably it probably works for a mass, vast majority of people. I don't. Maybe I don't. I don't know. Maybe. I, and I think a, an overarching thing, not just with this episode, but with the series, kind of shows that that's how it is. For people like Sean, mm-hmm. like not that Sean's a horrible person that doesn't learn anything. Like he learns a lot. We learned that early on in the sh- in the series. We learned that later on too. Like he's a very smart and intelligent person. It's just things aren't designed for people like him. And I think even in this situation, like the fact that he says what six times mm-hmm. in the first five minutes of the episode kind of shows that like he's just not understanding what Feeney's saying because that's not how he's learning. He's learning through other means. Yeah, he's not wired that way. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we've Speaking probably... Speaking of someone that has no respect for the system, here comes Adam Scott. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes, so the next scene is the introduction of someone we have... I guess the very next scene is they're taking their pop quiz. And they're like, oh no, a pop quiz. We're so unprepared. With their, with their <laughs> like, stacks of two number two pencils. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> being very nonchalant and being mm-hmm. very cool. Um, but then we are introduced to, to Griff. Yeah. Aren't, before this, aren't we, don't we get a scene of Eric with the L.L. Bean? Oh, yeah. And they got the sweaters yeah. over here. Because yeah. I wrote down sweaters over the shoulders. Uh, quite a look. Yes. Well, I, I, wrote, I wrote down that Preppy Joey and Frankie are the best looking Joey and Frankie. I mean, Frankie does look good. It, it works for him. Yeah. I do like, I was pleased to vertical, see the vertical stripes. Yeah, vertical stripes. <laughs> <laughs> it's slimming. You need those vertical stripes. Um, but yeah, uh, just a fun little scene. But then we get to the the classroom and they're prepared and they're feeling good about being prepared, which is how I feel like they should feel every time. Uh-huh. But I think that's what they're getting to. Getting yeah. Out. Um, yeah. And then Griffin, Griff's there. Well, Feeney's talking to someone, a student, and saying, well, Mr. Hawkins, if this is how you're going to be, I think you'll be all right. Just need to stay out of trouble. <laughs> and then actual Griff, shows up and he'd sent someone in his place because uh, he's like mornings yeah not a morning person but he figured he needed to make a good impression yeah. and you just see right away he's just like a charmer just like ultra charismatic mm-hmm. flirting with the secretary uh he calls her by her first name erica erica mm-hmm. we'll finish up later which is a troubling troubling statement takes her by the hand um there's a um a question about griff and i think right now boy Meets world fever canon 
Griff is 18. He needs to be 18 or we have problems. Yeah, we've already determined he doesn't like going to class. He's yeah. probably a senior, maybe. Um, maybe a super senior? Maybe super senior, man. Um, but he's he's been around, but he doesn't like to go to class. So he's probably failed. Yeah. Um, well, he, was clearly, he was clearly in a band at one point, and maybe he failed at that, decided yeah. he went back to school. Yeah, he left school, started a band, decided to come back. Love it. That we've, we have uh, reconciled Adam Scott's two appearances very quickly. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Charlie. We <laughs> needed you. And uh, yeah. I just remember, I was like, oh, yeah, he was that random guy that dropped it. Mm-hmm. His, uh, down. But if he is 17, then Erica needs to go to jail, and so does Yasmin Bleak. That's all I'm saying. That's true. They both need to go to prison. <laughs> Yasmin. <laughs> there are some statutory <laughs> questions that just... Yep, he's 18. He's We're 18. just calling it right now. Um, it's still problematic, though. It, it's still problematic. Especially she's for, still for Erica, it's a problem anyway. Uh-huh. <laughs> he can date Yasmin, Yasmin Bleak all he wants. Um, yeah, but Feeney's unflappable mm-hmm. in this moment. Just like, oh, well, if you're um, not going to go to class, you'll have time to spend with me in detention. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like goes for well, it. I, I have to say one of the one of my favorite parts of the scene is he says, oh, well, have a seat then. And so he sits in Feeney's seat. <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, I meant the other seat. And I think he said something along the lines of, well, I figured I'm going to be sitting in that one for a lot. I, 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 liked, I wanted to see what it looked like from this side of the of the desk or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> he's very good. Uh-huh. He's very charismatic. Oh. I agree. Um, Adam Scott. What is this style? This is my question. He's got jeans. He's got a chain and he's got like, what looks like a canvas or maybe suede Jack and stop it. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> Cameron um, just got an email and went to read it and I made it. Is it just another ska kind of look? Is, is it? Yeah. It's something, I don't know how to describe it. It's like almost like, like a bowling it was, chart. It was popular in the 90s, but... Yeah, but it's not quite grunge. It's not it, quite... Close to skater look, almost. Yeah, it's almost a skater look. It's maybe like like, like a high-class skater look. Yeah. Does the new Tony Hawk Pro Skater remake have a griff skin? If it doesn't, it should. It needs to. If it doesn't, it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a look. It's He looks great. I mean, he's Adam Scott, so... Whatever. Only that Adam Scott apparently doesn't age. It's true. He just has a he's different like, haircut. Like all red. Just doesn't doesn't look any different than he did before. He's been blessed. I actually think people say Paul Rudd doesn't age, but I've recently watched Ant Man. He looks quite a bit older than he did in Friends. Like just like his face has got more years on it. Bobby Newport. He's still looking great. Don't get me wrong, Mister yeah. Sean uh, Sean A. Tweep. <laughs> I don't know. I, What's happening? Parks and Rec. Oh, my lack of um, my lack of office style another, comedy. Another Adam Scott show. Mm-hmm. Yes, but then um, I do like his character in that when he you know, Parks he and Rec Chris is, Traeger show up. Yeah, he he and Rob Lowe make that show much more watchable. Mm-hmm. It's so good. I just finished another watch before it leaves Netflix. It's leaving Netflix. Guys, think guys, it's going to the Peacock. It's already there, but oh. it's exclusively at the end of the month. I would have tried one more time. You can do it. It goes fast. Um, but then again. We Frankie and Joey are following Eric, um, talking about the LL Bean catalog again. And Joey's like, "I feel like a stinking Kennedy," <laughs> which was yeah. a great line. Uh, um, is this where Eric goes? I hate you guys. You're scum. And Joey's like, "Say that again. I hate you guys. You're scum. Good now, smack me." Who's <laughs> <laughs> um, just um, like masochist that needs to needs to be dominated? He's just, uh, by he's just a flunky. I mean, I'm telling you, a writer this season. They had a kink. 
They were working it out in the script. But yes, he is a flunky. That's just all he is. He's a lackey. Second second guy. Um, Goodness, smack me. <laughs> then Griff comes and he's like, I've got English lit next, so can anyone tell me where the cafeteria is? And all the girls just are going gaga for <laughs> it. And uh, Frankie and Joey are like, this <laughs> yes. is who we, who we belong with. They are also going gaga. It's kind of strange in a way because, Eric, well, I mean, it kind of makes sense. You don't know what it's got until it's gone because Eric like expects them to be yes men behind them. <laughs> he's like, can you believe this guy? Guys, guys. <laughs> <laughs> like as much as he claims to hate it. Yeah. Well, the second season is the slow descent of Eric the stupid. So It's true, but he's not stupid in these two episodes. He has been stupid before. Yes, he has been stupid before. But it's like this time Corey and Sean absorbed all his stupid. <laughs> in the first five minutes <laughs> yes he's and, quite smart in the in the manipulation of cory mm-hmm. but then um cory and sean get their tests back sean gets a 92 cory gets a 96 he's like i've gotten a nine i've gotten a two but never at the same time <laughs> <laughs> so he's never gotten a 29 that's and, good. and he says he says that this test this one grade alone guarantees him a, go- a good chance of getting into a trade school which is the, which is also one of the funnier lines of the episode it's true but hey trade schools are good yeah trade schools are good probably make more money than he does as a photographer or whatever he he decides to do later on in life spoilers charlie spoilers apologies you know that you know that journalist life (laughs) you know what it's like i know what i know what they make Uh, a difference charlie's over here break breaking all of the big crime syndicates in salina yeah Uh (laughs) the yellow water syndicates Oh, wait, you weren't there for that either, Chance. I wasn't. He just got some bad pipes. My water's a little discolored. They tested it, and it's fine. Yeah, it tastes fine. It's whatever. Flint, Michigan? I know that one. No. Not quite that. It's just a little discolored. <laughs> um, yeah, so then we cut to, or Corey and Sean are like, we have to talk about this. Yeah. Um, Sean really doesn't want to. Uh, and that's kind of the last scene there. But then we cut to Chubby's, and Eric's going to try to convince Griff to take Joey and Frankie. Yes, it's very interesting because uh-huh. very much like uh, uh, meeting someone you've got a crush on for Joey and Frankie. Uh-huh. They're just smitten and, and uh, trying to, to convince Adam Scott to take them. And he's just not really going for it. No. Like, they're going to run away. So Joey's like, or no, so Frankie's like, Joey, hide me. So he sticks him in front of him. <laughs> yeah, that's very funny. And, and Joey's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> are you kidding me? Um yeah yeah this is it's very funny um he's like what can i do for you guys i think the question is what can they do for you and he goes we're lackeys <laughs> we're lackeys and then it cuts back to the school right um because i don't think the fight or the 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 i think then it cuts back to where they get their test scores yeah so we already kind of did that so we can just wrap up the frankie joey okay scene cool. so then some jocks from the school come and they're mad at griff wilson from uh from seventh heaven comes oh wilson from seventh heaven. what's his name i think it's eric balfour something like that yeah he's, he's in some other random things yeah he was in 24 as an extremely random character he's i don't know what else he's in but he's wilson from seventh heaven which is like mary camden's big boyfriend that everyone thought she'd end up with but i don't remember he's been in a lot of stuff i just can't think of any of it but anyway yeah he randomly shows up mm-hmm. and threatens griff threatens griff and then again griff is just being very smooth it's like you the lady killer he's like i like to think so <laughs> and it's like well, i heard you've been uh like trying to steal all the girls he's like you can't believe everything that you hear like well i heard it from my girlfriend whatever he's like oh her 
Her you can believe. <laughs> Her you can believe. <laughs> Smooth talker. Yeah. And he's like, you want to take this outside? And that's when Joey and Frankie jump up. Like, uh-huh. Yeah, we love to go outside. Don't we love to go outside, Frankie? We love outside. Let's go but outside. But it's funny because there's like four or five of them. Mm-hmm. And they're like athletic. Big dudes. Big dudes. And then it's like Frankie and Joey. Frankie, Frankie is big. Mm-hmm. But Joey's like this little guy. And they're scared of them. He's probably the fast. What? He's probably fast. Yeah. Who knows what he's going to pull out on you. Yep. Yeah. So, I, I mean, what else is there to say? They just, they save Griff's bacon. Yep. Until he decides to. I, I do like when Wilson from Seventh Heaven goes, this is between me and him. And they like. Move him. Move him. And they go, no, we're between you and him. I, uh, I, I like when um, Griff is talking to him. He goes, so uh, what do you guys do? He goes, oh, we do other things. Like what? Well, basically just variations of that. <laughs> variations. Very, of just different variations of that. They sell themselves short. They're good errand boys. Mm-hmm. They get the bagels. <laughs> they get the bagels. You they dress the bagels. nice when they want to. What? They can dress nice when they want to. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're dressed very nice now. Um, then we cut to uh, Corey and Sean confessing to Turner. Uh, Turner says, I know I intentionally left my lesson plan book there for you to read it. And they're just like, what is true anymore? <laughs> yeah, I, Mr. Turner, if that is your real name. <laughs> if that is your real name. And he's like, this is, this, this is where I'd intended to bring up the whole like education system enemy thing. Because uh-huh. I really feel like the boys are voicing something that I felt a lot too, which is just like, it's just like when he goes, I want you to get good grades. It's just like this like, what? 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 You, you want me to? Like that doesn't seem that doesn't seem right. Yeah, he's like, I am on your side. I want you to get good grades. Uh-huh. And Sean, he makes me laugh so much. So so that's why this building exists. <laughs> and then Mr. Feeney comes in, he's like watching this kind of yeah, he's like, play out. He's like, some people are teachers. And some people are students. And if the students listen to those teachers, oh, I almost had it. (laughs) (laughs) Corey, like, finishes for him. It means they actually learn something. (laughs) And Sean goes, but why? (laughs) Which is very similar to a certain Facebook post I saw this week from someone on this podcast. What? I don't post on Facebook. It was me. It was Nolan. He was asking... He said, why is 10 plus, why does 10 plus 10 equal 20? And so I like explained it and I'm like, well, if you have 10 and then 10 more and I'm like showing him and then like I explained it on, he's like, no, no data, but why? <laughs> like, why is 10 plus 10 20? And I was just like, I don't know, man. I got nothing else. Well, you see, the Greeks uh, developed a system of quantification based on intervals of 10. <laughs> She's just going into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. That's funny. That's really funny. Yeah. But then um, it basically comes down to like, I let you guys know in advance everything that you're supposed to learn, like what we're doing every day on the blackboard. It's up there. And so they go kind of like pledging to like study yeah. and learn. It, it, it's very funny because he goes, uh, I, I, yeah, my lesson plan. You can look at it anytime you want. It's up there on the blackboard every day. They look at the blackboard and go, whoa. <laughs> I have a question about this scene. So, so Turner tells them, yes, this has been the assignment for the last two weeks. Does he mean the book report has been the assignment? Does he mean that pop quiz that they took has been the assignment? So every other student has already done this assignment and they're just playing along when the pop quiz is happening. What does I, he mean by this has been the assignment the last two weeks? I think he just means the reading, right? The reading so. of the chapter. Yeah, like just knowing we should be able to do a pop quiz on this stuff because we've talked about it before. Yeah. Are pop quizzes an effective method of teaching? I 
I guess not for like a summative kind of at the end, but to like check for understanding and see what people know. It's more of a formative assessment, not so much at the end or like a major grade, but like, let's just check what you guys know, no preparing, no studying. I just want to see what you've absorbed. So, so here, I guess I'm just going to pick your teacher brain about pop quizzes for a second. Would it be fair to grade something like that um i mean if you're basing it on what the expectation is for them to have done sure and it's a way to kind of gauge whether they've done it or not sure i guess that's true there's probably better ways to gauge that than a pop quiz uh-huh. like class discussion class yeah. discussion see who's involved or even like discussing in small groups or mm-hmm. think pair share stuff like that what think pair share you think about the question then you pair up with someone and you share about it. I, was thinking, I think you pair like the fruit <laughs> yeah yes you think about it then you get a pair and you write it on it and then you share your pair with a neighbor that's and you read that's, each other's pairs and then eat them. We can't, we but can't. In, in rona you can't do yeah, that right. Yeah. I was supposed to say, that's not COVID safe. These are the COVID times. <laughs> the during time. In the mail. And share it every Um, You just said that thing pair share so fast. You were like, of, of course they know what this is. Yes, of course. Obviously. <laughs> um, you plebes. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, they're, they, they're just fascinated. And mm-hmm. uh, then they're walking away and like, let's go read a book. And Feeney's like, do I mean to imply here that you are going to go home and open a book? Yeah, he was talking right to us. <laughs> and Feeney's like, to Turner, to, what did we say, 20 bucks? Yeah, what did we say, 20 bucks? <laughs> so... I wrote a note about that. Do teachers regularly bet with their principals? No. I. This was my question too. Is that like, is unethical. I that's like, what I was thinking. I was like, there's no way that that's a... But that's we know Beanie's dirty. He's not about ethics in teaching. Tell us the truth, Cameron. Have you ever bet on a student's progress? 100% no. <laughs> that's like, what this, he said. This is the like, most unethical thing, I think, of the series so far. Charlie? I mean, is it though? I mean, I know they're betting on students doing well, but they're betting, they're both betting that they would be the more effective one. Well, and I, I, the question I have is, have they done this already? Because it clearly, throughout this season... I mean, yeah, they're always at odds. Yeah, they're pitting each other against... The, the writers are pitting these two against each other. Mm-hmm. What I like about this, though, is that it's just subtle. And it's, yeah. not, it's not text the whole time. It's just the subtext that you realize at the end is what's going on. Um, and I like that. I'm like, this is a subtle Feeney versus Turner. Yeah. Rather than like, I'm the stodgy traditionalist. And I'm the cool new teacher. I, I mean, at the end, that is what it comes down to. Uh-huh. But it's done in not as obvious. It's not harped on. Yeah. The whole time. Yeah. Again. I'm not as exhausted with it as I was in the election episode. Just absolutely exhausted with, I can't believe. They're doing this again. <laughs> doing this again. <laughs> Um, and, and Feeney's next season, I don't remember a lot of this happening. So Feeney must just get tired of losing to Turner. Uh-huh. <laughs> Like, he must just give up, right? We can only hope. And there it is. There's the episode. No, there's a tag. <laughs> what? There is a tag at the end of it. That's true. There no, is. I, I must have just... So, I'll, I'll explain it. Yeah. So, basically, Corey and Sean are walking down the hall, and they see Joey and Frankie. Oh, right. So, they're talking. They're like, oh, there's the... Basically, these two that don't care about anything in the world, so they mess with them again. And uh, I think Joey turns to Griff, because Griff's on the phone, scheming about something, obviously and says hey uh, can we and and Greer goes yeah go ahead be my guest so they stick him in the trash can uh-huh. <laughs> and then and then I, I wrote down they're like after school it's like dark out and dark in the hallways 
So they're in the trash can. And I wrote that whoever is doing that mopping, because it's a random janitor walking by, is doing a horrible job mopping. I've been a custodian. This guy does not know what he's doing as he's mopping. Yeah, we brought in the right guy for this episode. We I forgot that you were a custodian for a while. Yeah, 10 years. Only, only 10 years. But yeah, so he like he's like mopping, and then he takes the mop and sticks it in the trash can and just shakes it. I'm like, that's not how you clean a mop. Where's your bucket? Like, what's going on here? And <laughs> I've, I've decided it's not Janitor Bud, so it must be some random substitute janitor. Maybe maybe Bud, maybe it was the weekend, and he went down to Florida to the racetrack. Hey, the you stopped that. You stopped but that. He, like, legally, he, he did it above board. He was on vacation. He took, he took a personal day. He took a personal. Okay. We know nothing about Janitor Bud and the ponies. Yeah, he just took a personal day. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there it is. I mean, that's the episode. Um, you did a great job summing up that end. It's kind of a nothing end, but it's it's good for Frankie and Joey. We, we talked a lot about this episode, or I don't feel like a whole lot happened. I was thinking the same thing. We, we talked about the education thing. It's important. Yeah, yeah this is like a, a podcast of chances growing up. <laughs> and how he feels about the education system. Teacher talk. And that's what the episode is about. You're, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> So who is your MVP? I we always do ratings before MVP. We this do. Feels weird. What is your rating? <laughs> uh, I gave it an eight point five. I really liked this episode. Uh, the two talks with Corey and Sean with the teachers is so funny. I think it what? is so hilarious. Huh? What? Oh, yes, thank, thank you. <laughs> um, it had Jasmine Fontana in it. That bumps it up a whole point for me. Uh, Eric was smooth, and it introduced Griff. Loved this episode. Not my favorite, but. Mm-hmm. It's up there. What about you, Charlie? I would say it would probably be lower, but Adam Scott is in it, so it prob- that bumps it up to probably like a seven point five ish, seven seven point five somewhere in that range. We we're gonna use your score to factor in the uh, the uh, bracket. The so we gotta have a. We'll go with seven. A seven. Okay. Well, I'm kind of in, be- in between. I gave it an eight. <laughs> Because again, I've enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a heck of a lot more than, say, like the Wendy episode. Oh yeah, it's it's better than some episodes, but it's mu- it's worse than a lot of episodes. Oh, see, I, I feel like I'm the weird positive one because I yeah, love this. This doesn't happen very often. Um, and it's, I mean, there are season one episodes I would rather watch than the Wendy episode. So that's a bad bad comparison mm-hmm. i i think it's even better than the like the class president episode oh yeah easily i th- i really think this is up there i think okay. this deserves to make the tournament even if it, it even for me it's not gonna go far it could but depends what it's up against so now do we do mvp why am yes. i blanking on this <laughs> mvp and then title i said the mvp was sean um, Sean is purely also, because of what? Uh, Sean and Turner were my two question marks, but I really want Sean. I have a, I have a, an interesting choice. Okay. Because I feel like Joey and Frankie are a single unit in this episode. It's true. Uh-huh. I think they deserve a co-MVP. So I actually thought that same thing. Cause I was like, I, I, I was thinking like, should I give it to Joey or Frankie? And then I was like, can we give it to them as a unit? And then I started thinking like, well, the single character I had the most fun with in this episode was Sean. Uh-huh. Um, so Sean is is my pick, but I had that same thought. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that though. And I mean, I just remember the line where they're messing with Frankie and Frankie's like, what have we ever done to you? Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's my thing. We're going to have episodes, and we have had episodes, where we give it to Joey or Frankie. So giving it to him as a unit feels wrong, to me at least. My other thought was Griff, but I might save that for another episode we're getting ready to talk about. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I think 
I think it's fairly clear in that episode. Yes. 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 Uh, I got a strong contender in the next episode. Okay, we'll get there. We can we can give it to Sean. Yeah, I think Sean is a good choice. Yeah, I just you know I don't want to break I don't want to break uh... the himbo is strong with Sean in this one. What? (laughs) (laughs) I looked at you for a second. Like we've talked about this before, Chance. Um, and what are our titles? I'll go first because I just referenced mine. Mine is Boy Meets What? <laughs> I like that. I just said Boy Meets Griff because we're introduced to Griff. Yes. If, if Corey had had more interaction with him, I would agree. This is something I haven't thought about. Uh, oh, we didn't send you the packet, did we? No, I was like, we're the worst. I was supposed to send you a packet. Oh, okay. next time. <laughs> um, does it have to start with boy? Because I honestly think like Feeny meets Bet sounds like a hilarious title episode. It's true, but we, we, like, we have a system. It's boy I know, meets- I know, I know. Feeny <laughs> is the boy in this case. Mm-hmm. Could be. That's true. Or how about boys? Boys meet Mr. Turner's apartment. <laughs> boys meet the <laughs> boy meets the Turner set. Uh-huh. Boy meets I don't know. That's boy but what did I say again? <laughs> Griff. Eh, I don't like mine so much. Like I said, mine is just boy meets, meets what? what? I like that. <laughs> I like that. Boy meets what? I mean, I literally wrote that word down and underlined it with a question mark and quotes. So. Oh, you did. That's fancy. Uh, one of one of my quotes that I wrote down is just, so that's why this building exists. <laughs> <laughs> Which, man, that line, it kills me. This mm-hmm. slays me. All right. And that is episode 220. Let's move on. Let's move on. 221. I guess, uh, Charlie, would you like to do the honors or should I? Um, I can try to probably. You're going to do great. Okay. So, I, I believe in you. Give us the remember is, is Is there a B plot in this episode? I don't mm. think there's much of one if there is one. There are two plots, but then they do tie together. Okay. I don't remember what the second plot is, but um, I could just try it with the, with the A plot then. Do it. Okay. So Corey and Sean are trying to, I guess, figure out themselves because that's what middle school, high schoolers are doing. Um, writers could think of for this whole season. <laughs> what a surprise. So uh, all of a sudden some jocks are walking in the hallway and decide that Corey is the perfect fit to be on the wrestling team. Mm-hmm. So Corey do- decides to join the wrestling team um, and realizes that he's the only person that would have to wrestle because there's no one else in his weight. And then, oh, I guess there's the secondary plot is that Joey and Frankie are also trying to find themselves. So uh, Joey apparently is about the same size as Corey. So they have to wrestle each other. And that's basically the entirety of the episode. Hilarity, <laughs> hilarity ensues. ensues. Yeah, hilarity <laughs> ensues. It off. Um, yeah. And yeah. it does. My first note, Topanga. Yes, to me yeah, too. That's, that's exactly what I wrote. <laughs> Topanga. Topanga. What, would you, what did you say, Charlie? I, I, yeah, I agree. Because I was watching these, trying to catch up to, because I knew we would be recording. And I was like, man, Topanga's just been out forever. We just need her back. So mm-hmm. I'm very glad. So glad. I, I hope she never goes away again. I don't know if she's in the next two episodes. I actually don't remember. But oh, yes. actually, I do. She is. In the next she episode. is here trying to get some quotes and favorite memories of the year for the yearbook. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's another, another plot. Nothing. So, another plot. What? Well, 
kind of a B plot, almost a D plot. Let's be honest. Yeah, barely a plot. Um, it's a plot. It's mostly to get Corey reminiscing again about how he's nobody. Uh-huh. And the thing, the thing is, like. <laughs> Corey has been kind of mildly self-centered throughout this whole season, but this is so blatant. Like, like, what's your guys' favorite thing you did this year? And Corey's like, well, and Sean's like, that wasn't us. He's like, but, and Sean goes, not us either. (laughs) And like, and then Corey, instead of Sean, who are we? He's like, Sean, I still haven't found myself. It's like, he's right there. He's like, you know whose fault it is? And Sean's like, your own? He's like, you think I'm going to take the fall? (laughs) Yeah. He's like, no, I'm not taking the fall. I'm going to blame. And then he just looks around. The jocks. Yeah. He blames the jocks. And then as Charlie said, the jocks come over and lift up Sean and say too heavy then they lift up Corey and say oh that'll work uh-huh. and an opening in the super confetti weight division which is not a real wrestling weight yes yes this is why we really brought charlie and he's our wrestling man yes ever since i've known charlie he has been a lover of wrestling particularly is it greco-roman no freestyle freestyle but more of folk style which is what college and high school is gotcha what's greco-roman yeah so greco-roman is a type of wrestling where you cannot grapple below the waist Mm. everything everything is everything is the torso and above oh i always thought that greco-roman was the type they did oh this is an educational style is where you can do anything well not anything yeah we can put this one on the educational charts i think so is, is it does he say the 108 yeah, yeah. 108 which that, i don't know pennsylvania weight classes in high school why not and, well and, and also oh, weight, class, weight classes have changed a lot in the last 30 years fan. so <laughs> that the 108 is potentially correct but in high school it probably more like 99 would be the lowest class which is probably what they're looking for so yeah 108 does seem like a very specific number uh-huh. well they do have very specific I guess wrestling is very much that True. precise control of the human weight i had well, an osu wrestler as my I do not have that yeah even in college in college it looks weird because the, they're very specific like 157 133 but a lot of that's because they try to line it up with olympic weight classes which are all done in kilos so that's why a lot of the numbers are kind of strange oh that makes a lot of sense this has been very informative yeah and that's my knowledge of wrestling <laughs> oh that is far <laughs> from your knowledge sure. so they give Corey his jacket yep and his uniform which is a singlet uh-huh and his candy candy i'm candy <laughs> i'm candy <laughs> i was just saying you did that was i'm candy he said wheat which i thought was yeah bad. that was but fun. also this is i just wrote down well this is questionable yes yes, yes it is they, they basically draft him into an extracurricular uh-huh well yes but then also just thinking like here's this human woman who is yours now because you're on the wrestling team so I'll, I'll talk about this a little bit i'm not saying this is right as far as this 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 is not a good thing what expose will reporter charlie give us no, this is an expo this is just my limited knowledge of high school and college sports so there are certain people females more than males who follow around athletes and like groupies i don't want to call them that because that's not what they are but that's basically what they are um a lot of them and this this is a very bad term that should never be a thing but they're called jersey chasers because they're chasing after people wearing jerseys because they love the 90s disney channel show the, the jersey. jersey oh yeah just really wanting to relive all those exciting moments from the tv show right yeah sure 
we'll go with that. But I, think, I think that's what they're trying to imply with this with Candy. Is she is just is she, even even at I think she, doesn't she say at the end I follow the jacket or whatever. Yeah, I come with so she's, she's she's just there because she wants to be with a wrestler. That's not a good thing, but that's well, what it is. So you think she follows the jacket of her own free will? I don't know. That's a good question. Are you trying to imply they like addicted her to meth? No, I, I'm just saying I, I don't know. How powerful <laughs> is this wrestling team? We're getting into some human trafficking stuff. I know. Here. I'm just saying it could be very uncomfortable. Or is she just like, yeah, I just. I will say though, she pulls yeah, her into the jacket. What? She pulls her weight in a lot of scenes. Yeah, she really like. She seems like she can. Yeah. You know what, what's take probably going on here? Oh, go ahead, Charlie. Sorry. I think she can take care of herself. Yeah. I think what's probably going on here is she wants to be on the wrestling team, but it's the '90s, and girls aren't allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. So this is the next best thing. That's probably true. Yeah. So I think. She's a young woman who just wants to be on the wrestling team, but can't. And so this is how she can be close to the action. She's doing it of her own free will. She is not addicted to meth. No, they they have not somehow coerced her into this position. Okay. Um, we, I just feel like these are things we need to clarify. Good, good. Just like we had to clarify that Griff was 18 up front. Okay, yes, I get that. And, and Candy is, it's a problematic idea. Like, you get this pretty girl with your status. Enjoy. Mm-hmm. There have been lots of talk of status relationships in this season. So that's just another one. There, that has been. Um, I even wrote for this, we need to talk about Candy. So oh, there we go. Now we get a scene that I don't really want to talk about what we got to talk about. So, Eric comes downstairs with Corey wrapped around his neck, which is very funny. And with a toothbrush in his mouth. Yeah, with a toothbrush in his mouth because Corey jumped on him while he was brushing his teeth. And they go and and Alan's like, what? what? Why is this happening? He's like, it's all here on this permission slip. Uh-huh. And he's like, Corey's joined the wrestling team. I'm so proud. I'm a proud father. And Amy's like, the wrestling team, that could be dangerous. And Alan goes, if it was ballet, it would be dangerous. Well, I mean, if you're in ballet, you're going on point a lot. That's really bad for your feet. Okay, here's the thing. He is not not inaccurate. Ballet is probably more dangerous than wrestling. But the way that it is portrayed, and I wrote this down, I said, ah, yes. Another time that the 90s version of toxic masculinity finds its way into the episode. Because, like, that, that's clearly what they're going for. Huh. That Corey cannot be doing this woman's thing of ballet. He needs to do this manly thing that's wrestling, which is a horrible, horrible thing. I feel like it's just the classic sitcom TV mom writing, too, of, like, oh, my son can't play sports. It's dangerous. It's like there's no other thing they can ever think to do with that yeah and i mean that's at the end she's like fine i'll be okay with it i'm just going to go look at your baby book and cry maybe she just is like he's doing this he's growing up oh i I did write something else about that this whole episode ben savage his voice is changing it is changing episode so i think maybe that's more of it he's growing up he's growing into a man Mm -hmm. yes but the ballet like no ballet is the dangerous thing again it plays into that again just more stereotypes yeah well and it's kind of saying like if my son was in ballet that could mean he's gay and that would be the dangerous Mm -hmm. thing let's get our friend katie in here and just have her debunk all of this yeah men you can do ballet now the amount of time and dedication they demand of you to actually be in ballet is maybe a little unhealthy and dangerous but that's a different topic for a different time yeah so there it is 
That's it. So then we cut to Corey in the cafeteria. The wrestling team is chugging their drinks. Candy finishes first. Candy does. She chugs hers first. You know what? This is a really feminist show. We forget everything we've set up to this point. (laughs) Yes. I I don't know how her finishing her drink the fastest is some feminist stance, but okay. Um, And then they're like, and now we got to crush the cans on our heads. And he's like, it's all bone up there. You can't hurt anything. (laughs) Which I think means that he has done it multiple times. He's definitely hurt something up there. Yep. He is what they called in the 90s, a bonehead. Literally. <laughs> um, oh, so they crush the cans and then Corey tries. and Doesn't, doesn't Candy crush a can too? He crushes yep. two. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, you're, you're missing a very funny part of this where she's, where they finish and they're all staring at him. He's like, what, what's happening? And she, and she goes, what are you going to do with the can, Matthews? And he's like, recycle. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Which Corey recycle was like, after they crush them. Yeah, what? Corey was a progressive person in the day. Yes. Recycle, of course. He watched Captain Planet on Saturday morning. Captain Planet, he's a hero, gonna chase. Oh, I take pollution. Take pollution down to zero. You're right. Okay. But yeah. I mean, mean, what else is there to say? Corey comes to, or not Corey, Sean comes to like save him after he smacks himself in the head. And he's like, Corey, let's just get out of here. He's like, no, this is who I am now. Which I feel like this is who I am now. I only ever hear or use that line in like as a joke. Yes. Like, no, this is who I am now. Have you ever seen Bob's Burgers? Uh-huh. Well, there's a, there's an episode where Gene decides to do something. I don't remember what it is. He always does. This, this is me now. And it flashes back to like the 12 times that he's used that exact <laughs> This is and, me now. Yes, and he's like, I remember that. One of them, he's, he's, he's got David Bowie paint on and another one, he's doing different things. Yeah, it's, it's made as a joke. Yeah. Um, I, I, it does not play like a joke here. He's trying to buy into this being his identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sean, I think, does Peyton show up in this scene? I don't remember. Um, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't either. I think she shows up again at Chubby's. I think this scene ends when Candy comes up and is like, and, and does the two at once <sighs> and crushes the cans on her head. Yeah, and then Sean goes, let's get out of here before she reloads. <laughs> I think that's the end of that scene. And we go to Griff in the classroom, the start of the B plot. Mm-hmm. Um, so Griff has a masseuse table brought into class. He's such a power move. Yes. I love Griff so much. <laughs> Griff is great here. Which, if one of your kids hired a masseuse to come massage them during your class, what would you do? <laughs> what can you do? Would you let them? I don't. I, we're just going to hope it never comes to that. <laughs> Hope you never have to make that call. So I think this scene might have been an homage to a movie. Oh, so in in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, there's um, Sean Penn's character is like this stoner, and Mr. Hand, who's the horrible teacher that probably wants his students to fail, um, is just this hard nosed teacher. And he always and Sean Penn's character is always missing class. So and it's right after lunch or right during lunch or something. So they're sitting in class, and Sean Penn's character's in there, and all of a sudden there's a knock on the door, and it's a pizza delivery guy and he's delivering a pizza to Sean Penn's character. So I think that's what this, I don't know if that's what this scene is, but I think that's might've been in the minds of the people when they were writing. Oh, so nice. You don't want me to skip class. So I'm. Yeah. Cause, cause, cause he says, he says something like the Sean Penn's character goes, I know you're always talking about how this is your class, but I'm in the class too with all these people. So why isn't it our, our, our your time? Why isn't it our time? And so that's and he, then the teacher decides to distribute the pizza, to everybody except for Sean Penn's character because it's his class and he can do what he wants. 
wants it, uh, which is a very funny type of move. I think. What a bummer. Uh, it could be. I have never seen Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which is a glaring omission in my movie watching history. But yeah, it could very possibly could be. I'm down to that. In fact, I'll go on ahead and say Charlie's right. Yes. Good okay. call. Good catch. <laughs> um, but Feeney just pushes Griff and his table right out of his classroom. And he's talking to him. I'm like, you can't do this. And then Joey and Frankie come up. With lobster. With lobster. <laughs> lobster. Your lobster's fresh flown in from Maine. <laughs> Frankie, I could eat mine right now after you cook it. I, I said, said what I said. said. I, I love this catchphrase from Frankie. <laughs> the, the, I said what I said. You could just eat it. Eat off of it. I, I said, said what I said. said. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just funny because Feeney's like, do you two have lives of your own? And Frankie's just like, no, sir. <laughs> yes. He's very proud of them not having lives of their own. And then Frankie plants the seed. What if Mr. Hawkins gets expelled? Mm-hmm. Like, what are we going to do? We can't just be like, we got to figure out who we are. What does it mean to expel a student? I'm not even sure. I mean, I know what it means. Like they're just kicked out. It's not like suspension or they can come back. But I feel like it'd be so extreme well, to yeah. be expelled, especially from public school. And I feel like you can't keep a student out of school. Yeah. No, typically wouldn't they go to like the alternative school? After yeah. Expulsion? Like expulsion in like a private school makes sense. Sure. Because they have more of that freedom. But a public school is like, you can't just turn students away. So it'd have to be something. Alternative schools in, uh, in communities are actually pretty rare. Um, I dropped out of school when I was 16 and uh, I wanted to graduate on time. And Oklahoma was one of the only places I found that had alternative schools where you could like earn credits fast enough to graduate on time. Hey, go us. Yeah, I mean, yes. Uh, we got that one thing going for us. But yeah. Uh, Norman actually has a really good alternative program. Yeah, Dimensions. Uh-huh. I hear good things. Um, but yeah, I, alternative schools are not a thing that I like found in a lot of places. They definitely weren't in Montana or Texas, which are some of the places that I love. Maybe they do now. Interesting. But back in the 2000s, that wasn't a thing. So, I don't yeah. know. I do, do not know. Mm-hmm. But this plants the... Seed in Joey's mind that he has to do something. Yeah, he has to be something. Yeah. So Which we... Griff is very supportive of, by the way. Yeah. Again, Griff is just wonderful. Yeah. Was, was this the scene where Joey says all the good lives are taken? Yes. Because <laughs> he's like, you need, to, you need to venture out and find your own life or something like that. All the good lives. All the good lives are taken. Yeah. And then we go to Chubby's uh-huh. where Corey and the jocks are... Uh-huh. And Topanga's trying to talk to Corey some more. And he tells him like his favorite memories, wrestling team, and making the wrestling team. His quote is, Rah. "Yeah, the most important thing that happened to him this year was meeting Candy." Uh-huh. <laughs> Which you have kissed Topanga Lawrence this year, multiple times. Multiple times. You shut your mouth. Candy is nothing. I mean, I mean, she's not nothing. She's a human being. Compared to Topanga, we are all nothing. <laughs> I don't know what that means. We are all lacking. I love season two Topanga so much. Uh-huh. She's so What'd you say? There needed to be more of her. Uh, so yes. much more of her. She should have been the main character. It should have been her and Turner as the main characters. Yeah. Um, but then she's over there with Sean. Like, where do you, where think, do you Corey? think Corey's going to be in 10 years? He's like, oh, you like him. Yeah. She's like, I do not. And you say that again and I will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is my my theory of Topanga really liking Corey, but being willing to wait on him all coming together. Here it is. I think this is another episode of the season and of the series that just kind of gets you thinking, oh, maybe these two are going to end up together in the end. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, they're being rowdy. I don't really care. <laughs> it is funny, though, how Turner goes in to like try to save Corey. <laughs> 
He's like, you guys leave him alone. And it's like, who threw the first punch? And Corey's like, I did. He's just like in there roughhousing with everybody. Why does Corey's jacket not have letters or numbers on it? So I, I wondered this because typically like varsity type jackets, you don't get until you letter in a sport mm-hmm. and letter or, or in something. Yeah, and you can't, you can't usually letter in something until you do something to earn your letter. And he's been at this for like two days. So maybe that's why he just has the jacket, but doesn't have any letters on. But the jacket's the most expensive part. I know. I'm just saying, well, he didn't, it doesn't look like he had to pay for it. They just gave he just it. had the one jacket that travels. <laughs> that travels. Maybe this is just another example of John Adams' incredible funding that they provide the jackets for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. They spend all the money on that and video equipment and video equipment and thousands of teachers uh-huh. you know all the stuff you need dozens of cafeterias yes 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 but then come to find out there's a challenger where he's like mr turner i'm the only one in my weight class i never have to fight it's perfect yeah. i want to take an issue with that as well Fight is not the word that he should be using in this. He doesn't know anything about wrestling. Yeah, yeah. We're not fighting a wrestler. You're wrestling a wrestler. We have to duel anyone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, a duel is a different thing. A duel is when multiple people wrestle. Um, What do we know? We're just some wrestling idiots. Absolutely nothing. I actually thought that too, though, Charlie. I was like, but I can excuse it because he doesn't know a thing about wrestling. Yeah, he doesn't know anything. He's got some natural (laughs) talent. He comes and he's like, Matthews, you got to fight. The wrestler says fight too. So that's... Uh that's Come on, man. I mean, this is a weird program. They don't seem to have any coaches or anyone actually teaching them anything. And who are they wrestling? Just each other? Apparently. (laughs) So I guess I can't really fault them either. It's not a very good program. What? I didn't understand that either. Yeah, like, I never have to wrestle is like, so you're the only one in your weight class in the entire state? There's no other super competitive. Also, is this is this the first scene where we get Corey's nick wrestling nickname? Yes. Corey. Corey the Corey, the Corey Matthews. <laughs> Corey. The- what is your wrestling nickname? Oh. This is tough. Hmm. I don't even know. You came up with this on the on the spot. spot. Can I be chance the Corey Anderson? <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm actually Chance the Sean Anderson. Yes, and I would be Cameron the Corey Liner, but I don't want that. I would be the Hammer. I, like I don't it. know why, but I like it. What, what are you, Charlie? I don't know. Uh, in honor of our episode that came out this week, I'm going to be Chance the Machamp Anderson. I like it. Machamp is a four-armed Pokemon who is a wrestling-themed Pokemon. I've seen that Pokemon. <laughs> well, as far as it goes. I might have caught that Pokemon in Pokemon Go one time. Ooh, that's a good one. I don't know if I could come up with a wrestling name. It just depends on my moves. It depends on your moves. Do I, do I suplex them? I don't know. I don't know any moves. <laughs> I guess it. I guess Frankie's dad's would be Leslie the Vader Stickino. <laughs> His real wrestling name is Big Van Vader. Big Van Vader, like the the, the actor. The, the actual wrestler, yes, is Big Van Vader. Because I associate Charlie with movies, he should be Charlie the director, Rankin. Who the director? I'll go with that, sure. Ace, <laughs> Ace would also be good because uh, you would just win guys, right away. I don't know. Charlie Charlie loves movies. That's all you need to know That's about, true. about why I said that. Not a whole lot of secret there. Um, But so they're like, you got to fight. And he turns around and it's Frankie. And he's like, just what is my weight class? <laughs> yeah. What's the range? What's the range of this class? <laughs> <laughs> um, but then come to find out he's wrestling Joey. Yeah. Because Joey's looking for himself, trying to find his thing in case he loses Griff as well. Yes. And I think Joey thinks wrestling is like a thing where he can murder somebody. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
like to him he can like fight dirty and uh-huh. um I mean, he wants to wrestle in back alleys or abandoned warehouses so uh-huh. that's probably the case yeah yeah and so we cut to cory training cory training it looks like he's doing a great job with the jump rope <laughs> and it turns out he's just got a jump rope cut in half so he's just <laughs> flinging the two halves around sean's even like oh that's impressive it's like to be fair it would still be a great workout yeah you're still jumping you're still jumping yeah. you're still getting the arms moving he was like what repetitive motion it's is like the jump rate. rope game on the switch yeah the jump rope game on the switch. he's just making sure he doesn't trip on the rope it's true yeah it's it's still be a good workout and then uh joey and frankie come into train um we learned that uh frankie has been to japan he mm-hmm. toured japan last summer so i think it's funny that he uh he decides to train joey in this like mysterious japanese wrestling style that's clearly sumo but they never say the word sumo <laughs> maybe yeah. sumo's copyrighted is sumo i don't think so it can't be copyrighted. surely no, not. It's, a, it's an olympic sport i don't think you can copyright like the word wait is there sumo in the olympics yeah japan what? is very big at it well I you don't say i assume can i be the first american to win gold at sumo no that might have already happened i'm not sure though i am also he be one of the few americans but no but he, he describes it he says uh was it knock the knock the other knock your opponent out of the ring i'm like well that's that's, that's just only sumo. that's sumo that's awesome that's what it is yeah and so he runs into frankie and he falls down and Corey's like i could win this then he runs into frankie and falls down again sean i'm hearing that i can beat joey and then it happened and then he like drop kicks him and knocks him over he's like i'm dead it's like why am i always wrong yeah i'm wrong about everything uh-huh. which again we're getting that thesis statement yeah. from episode one where nothing ever made sense again yeah here yeah. we are why am i always wrong yep yep and through the rest of the episode he's wrong and then we cut to the house where amy's saying that you know like i'm gonna go look at your baby book and cry oh yeah and then she goes off and they're like chicks yeah just gross it was. It was very gross. Um, and speaking of gross, Eric drinks the gross protein drink yeah. that their dad makes and then goes oh, and all over Feeney's azaleas. Okay, I have a question about that. Why is it, because they're getting ready to go to school, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Why isn't Feeney already at school? That's a good question. Who's the principal? <laughs> Maybe, Maybe it's really, really early. Cause, cause, yeah. Well, because it sounds like Eric is rushing to get to school. But may, but would, would Eric ever rush to get to school? I bet he's rushing to get to a girl that he gets to see before school. That's a good point. Because Eric's not going to rush to get to school school or maybe feeny was on his way out too yeah mm-hmm. yeah yes and sees him puke all over his azaleas yeah it's gross how into this alan is like my son's gonna be tough and like but i mean i guess it is something like he was a combat sports person with boxing and now his son is a wrestler and there's like there's like that bond i can understand it okay but it's like they have bonds in other ways yeah i was supposed to say they have lots so it's of not like the only thing that they've ever had between the two of them but I, at the same time i understand it yeah it's like my son is into this thing that's sort of adjacent to this thing that i did if it wasn't for the ballet quote and the chicks quote it'd be fine yeah it'd be fine but this just screams like gross this is what boys do this this episode was like one training montage short of a rocky parody you're right mm-hmm. like the eggs and everything else instead we get a really weird montage in a little bit why do i have it written down we were all yellow oh because we're jo- after. Totally. Yeah. yeah so joey and Corey wrestle and joey runs at Corey just like he was doing with frankie except Corey, Corey just moves and then when frankie or joey tries to come back around Corey just grabs his leg and pins him to the ground yeah and wins by the way that was a pretty decent pin yeah Corey shows some natural yeah. talent for wrestling actually like in both scenes he does with 
conceivably no training, does some pretty good he's, he's legitimate wrestling moves. Um, yes, but then um, Joey challenges him to a not fair to fight. To a not fair fight. Let's have a not fair fight. Mano a rato. Mano a rato. <laughs> because that means hand to rat. <laughs> <laughs> Hand to rat, not man. Mano a ratto. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, he, he goes, he keeps calling him yellow the uh-huh. whole time. It's just a really weird montage where he's like at Chubby's with candy and Joey pops up. Yellow, you're yellow, you're yellow. And then on the phone and then he's like in the room and then suddenly in the trash can. Um, yeah, yeah. He teleports, I guess. Corey accepts a collect call uh-huh. on a random oh, he's in the locker yelling yeah. at him then he turns around and then he's in the trash can that that part so Joey can teleport yeah, yeah. Joey oh no why is he using that when he wrestles Joey can teleport <laughs> Joey can teleport maybe only in that locker to that trash can though. yeah it's a magic maybe there's a secret, there's a secret yeah there's a secret passage <laughs> yeah okay good That's that makes more sense <laughs> So I, I apparently decided to reference a Coldplay song. Uh-huh. As scene. you should. Um, it's just a weird montage. Yep. Um, my next note is, man, I hope this is the last Corey Finding Himself episode. <laughs> See, I like this one, though. <laughs> it's funny because they settled to have the fight in the gym at night mm-hmm. at school. After Kelly <laughs> recommends multiple abandoned places. Uh-huh. <laughs> Even once, like, my kitchen. Is Dinner it abandoned? Time. Is it abandoned? <laughs> um, well, isn't it Griff? Griff sets it up, though. Uh-huh. Griff sets it up at the gym, and he's like, how do we get in? I don't have a set of keys. And then Griff holds up a ring of keys. He's like, neither does Janet. Janitor Bud. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> apparently Griff stole Janitor Bud's keys. I don't think Griff stole Janitor Bud's keys. I think Griff came and got it out of it. Mm, that's probably true. Yeah, probably true. Um, so then it then it, I really noticed Corey's voice was changing in this yeah. scene. I think the scene I noticed it more was the when he tries to smack it on his head because yeah, he's talking he, he's he, talking to Sean funny anyway. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, they're growing up right before our eyes. Um, then we get go to the gym. Uh, Griff has set up a ring. He's got Robert Goulet. Robert Goulet comes out and sings the national anthem. Yeah. Delight. Everybody just stands up. Um, we could have a whole national anthem talk, but I don't want to. Well, I think another part of this is Corey tries to get out of it multiple times. Yeah. Um, but now it's just like so big. Yeah. It's so big. He he's, would be running away from in the he's entire like warming, He's warming up with Sean in the locker room and he goes, it's no big deal. I'll go out there. It's not like the whole school's there. And then maybe the whole school. I guess the whole TV school is there in the gym ready to watch it and again he's wrong yeah he's wrong um that's the whole thing and uh griff's like hey you're here for the fight and he's like people keep mistaking me for this Corey matthews guy Um, yeah. yeah, but then yeah, Robert Goulet comes. Then Yasmin Bleeth from Baywatch comes, which Griff makes out with. Uh huh. Again, why he needs to be eighteen? Yeah, he's got to be eighteen. Uh, I wrote down. So I know we talked about trademarks and copyrights. So Robert Goulet says the right before the fight says, "Are you ready to rumble?" Which is not the phrase that everyone would expect. Let's get ready to rumble because I can guarantee you that is a trademarked phrase by one of the, what's the Buffett brothers or whatever the people are that do that yeah. so i was like good good job screwing around that trademark there <laughs> yeah that's a good point that's a good point and yeah the ring is weird it's just like gym mats with a ring with a re- like yeah. a ring around very them. small with ring a, with a square wrestling ring which is not what you would use for a high school meet well but this Only is a circle this is the yeah, a circle oh i understand this is this is the unfair nothing about un- this makes un- sense regulated fight but it's still Aaron even says he came he paid 50 dollars to a guy in the parking lot yeah it's a ticket the 
they're scalping tickets to this event. Uh-huh. Like that's why Griff can do all this because he's making like, money. Yeah, he, he says to see an idiot get get pounded. Is that what it is? Uh-huh. Yeah, I think it says. Griff is an entrepreneur at a level that Harley was never able to attain. It's true. Though we didn't figure out that Harley's business Harley's, was pretty profitable. He has a very lucrative operation at the school. Yes, but Griff is at another level. He can afford to bring him a in. Yep. Lobsters from Maine. Yeah. Robert, Robert Goulet. Goulet. Um, yeah. And he he like um, brings in Vader, who we've learned is a real wrestler, who is Frankie's dad. Uh-huh. Um, and Vader's gonna beat up Corey yeah, if the others don't. Yeah. And it's just like that's weird. That's that's a bad take. That's bizarre. You don't threaten a child. <laughs> um, that you want to end your wrestling career, beat up a child. <laughs> and then Robert Goulet's like, when the bell starts, it'll be time to start fighting. And then Sean's like, oh, what's this do? Ding, ding. <laughs> yeah, and the bell starts. <laughs> Um, we again see very natural wrestling displays from Corey. I don't know if you're actually allowed to lift people up. Um, yes. Okay. Do you lift people up? It's because they deserve it. Okay. So, so in, in folk style, you can lift people. Okay. You can't like forcibly move them too da- like too dangerously. Yeah. In, in freestyle, newer rules uh, actually lifts. You can get extra points for depending on, depending on how stylistic they are. Dang. Well, like a lift and a spin, you probably get a well, lot. No, no, not 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 that kind of style. Like a like a dirty dancing sort of <laughs> lift. Right up, up above your head. But then he you, wins. But then you throw them over and crash their heads. Down. I, I don't know. But yeah. So Corey shows some very natural athletic talent. Beats Joey again. But then he tags in Frankie. He gets scared, so he tags, uh, tags in, in Eric. Eric, and then Eric does all right. He goes for Frankie's eyes, which is what you do. It was a very um, Three Stooges moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He didn't poke him in the eyes, but it kind of it was a similar kind of thing. Yeah, it definitely had that WWE kind of feel of like just yeah, like a slap non-violent, yeah. not actually violent. And then it's like Frankie's going to get him, but his dad's like, I want to tag him in. Uh-huh. And then the whole reason they had him was so that he could do some kind of move on Eric. The Vader bomb. No, that's not, later. That's later. But he goes to pick him up and has him up in the air. Yeah. And then Feeney shows up. Yeah. Put the Matthews yeah. boy down. Feeney and Turner. Yeah, Feeney yeah, and Turner. Which I, I, I didn't mention this before but there was there's a nice callback in this scene what is it as when turner like saves Corey from the scuffle with all the wrestlers and chubbies Corey's like well i'm the one that started it he goes turner sidebar and he tells him to come over and talk with him and then in this scene turner says the exact same thing to Corey. he goes sidebar for a minute and they roll over and he cory rolls over and talks Corey, to him. yeah Corey goes you're right because Corey looks at him and goes are you kidding me <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he goes over and talks to him. Uh-huh. That's true. Yeah. And then Th- Vader's it. just like, I am the face of death. And Beanie's like, you were scarier when you had acne. <laughs> I guess Beanie was his teacher. his teacher at some point. And he's like, you can never make me stop. And he's like, okay, Leslie. He's like, you wouldn't. You wouldn't dare. First he says, he says, um, you're not you're not the boss of me anymore or something like that. Because you're not my teacher anymore, Beanie. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, whatever. <laughs> um yeah, Feeney is having none of it. It was it was just really funny this whole wrestling scene to me of tagging in and out and all the fighting. Yeah, it was funny. It, I had a good time. It was fairly pointless to me, um, but it was it was funny. Um, 
this episode that was very what'd you say there's a lot of this episode that was very pointless i mean i i agree um and then you know it ends uh cory gives back the jacket and the guy's like you're okay matthews yeah sean's like he always was yeah yeah and can he's like candy where are you going she's like i go with the jacket kind of that he's a jersey chaser jersey chaser i don't think she knows a singlet chase chaser in this mm-hmm. instance a yes. singlet chaser that's right and uh, she also secretly wants to be on the team yeah. yes that's why she's chasing that singlet she wants it for herself it's what makes the most sense um and then topanga's like hey do you still want to go with gur as your quote he's like what quote would you do now this quote is actually very yes on twitter I wrote this. I, I I wrote this down. There are multiple instances in this show where there are quotes that I distinctly remember, mm-hmm. and I this is one of them. This is probably like top three of some of the quotes of this show. But I do not remember it being in this episode. Yeah, it, like, it's kind of weird that it comes. Very throwaway episode for such an important quote of the series. Yeah, it's a throwaway episode, and it's definitely a throwaway episode for Topanga. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. like in three scenes the entire episode. Yeah, but this quote is super popular on Twitter. I like I like check means world twitter a lot and like respond to people and stuff on our on our page mm-hmm. and i see this all the time of like you go your way i'll go my way and if we meet again in the end it's beautiful i, I found I, i'll say the full quote yes so, i do my thing and you do your thing i am you and no, i am i and you are you if in the end we end up together it's beautiful and that last sentence is that like i remember that of this show but i feel like it, i don't know why i just felt like it was a much later episode of the series mm-hmm. or much more related to what the episode is yeah yeah and i can see this like in uh the the uh, what what was it uh wake up little cory i can uh-huh. see that being like a quote in that or like the one where they go to the coffee shop yeah where the, their relationship is front and center yeah not even something not even really mentioned just that topanga likes cory yeah yeah I, I do think sean's coughing you like him uh in this scene is funny <laughs> Um, but yeah and then we have our tag at the end where griff and frankie and joey and Corey are doing detention why all the other kids who were there and involved also didn't have detention i don't know yeah because because they were the ones i mean Corey shouldn't have been in detention griff definitely should have been in detention yeah but feeney leaves them in there and then Corey's like you can't like i can't you can't leave me in here with them mm-hmm. but then griff's like you've never done detention with griff before and in comes robert goulet again and just sings for him, uh-huh. <laughs> for him. it's great <laughs> yeah yeah, and they're all all their faces are very funny <laughs> just like bobbing along uh, all you in listenerville you can see us do this i know you can <laughs> just like when we push that button on the radio episode yeah when we like this push that button on the radio um so it, it's a funny tag at the end and it also shows like griff isn't a bully like griff is a a grifter he's a smooth talker yeah he's a grifter exactly he's well named um and that's the episode uh-huh that's it that's it uh let's do ratings you go ahead i gave it a seven and a half i think it's fair i think it's fun but largely pointless Mm -hmm. what about you charlie so i gave this one i like this episode better than the previous episode oh wow i think it's you gave it an eight yes an eight it's it's one of those that it seems like a bottle episode which is kind of an episode that stands on its own within a series um without having any context on the outside outlying episodes but there's little things in it that can't make it that like the 
little Topanga things in it or the fact that we meet Vader for the first time. There's little things that I think just kind of make it bigger than it seems like it should be. So that's why I think it's a higher rated episode. Okay. So you're giving it an eight. Uh, you're giving it a seven. Seven and a half. Seven and a half. Um, I'm, I'm much more negative. Not not super negative. I just think like, I don't care. <laughs> I do not care who Corey is at this point. Like, shut up. Like, I needed more Topanga in this episode. She could have made it for me. I need more Sean in this episode. He could have made it for me. Um, what we get is fun. It's fine. It's there. Um, yeah, it exists. Uh, I gave it a seven. I, I kind of lean between a 6.5 and a seven, but I'll give it a seven. It's, it's fine. It is a serviceable episode. Okay. MVP is Robert Goulet. Uh, <laughs> just a, just a delight. He is just such a surprise and so random. Just like what the heck is happening right now? Yeah. Yasmin Blake is also random, but she was a little questionable. Mm-hmm. So we can't give it to her. What, what do you think, Charlie? Uh, the MVP is Griff. Yeah, the like he, his scheming in this episode. Make there there wouldn't be this the plot of this episode wouldn't have happened without Griff. Yeah, I I completely agree. Griff is the light of this episode. He really is. I love Griff. Although Joey comes into a close second. Yeah, yeah. My my order of people, not not counting guest stars, <laughs> would be Robert Goulet, who's number one. <laughs> would be would be Griff, Joey, Frankie. Um, I don't. I I wouldn't even consider giving it to anyone else except for Topanga, and that's just for her mere existence. Yeah, she is. Her presence in, alone elevates her to a top five contender every time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that will not always be the case. Maybe. Um, I did Boy Meets Candy. I couldn't really think of anything else. I don't have a good title for this one. I said Boy Meets Robert Goulet. Oh, you could also say Boy Meets Vader. Boy Meets Vader. Boy Meets Robert Goulet. Those are good. I like Boy Meets Wrestling, but it's I think it kind of double meaning because he's also kind of wrestling with who he is. Ooh, mm. that's good. That's deep. As a, as a as a boy becoming a man, I guess. <laughs> I'm a man now. Yeah. Um, I'm tired of this plot line. <laughs> Like, I don't, I am fairly certain we will not deal with this for the rest of the show. I hope not. <laughs> so, like, I know it's Boy Meets World, but it shouldn't be Boy Meets High School Identity. <laughs> So uh, I am I am done with this plot line. I am done with who this is. Who this is? I'm done with Corey's selfishness. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're in the same boat as me, Sean, but I don't care. Who am mm-hmm. I? Until I need you. Yeah, I'm just I'm done with it. I'm done. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like Boy Meets Wrestling. I think that's a good one. Yeah, we can go with that. I love that. And that's it. We did it. We you, did it, Charlie. You did an episode with us. How do you feel? Uh, I'm all right. I guess <laughs> you're still alive. Yeah. yeah, I feel like we're all very tired. Uh, yeah, I took a nap this afternoon and i slept a little too long in my nap oh so now i'm a little more tired than i should be but yeah i guess that means, I'll, means i'll have pretty decent sleep tonight so oh that's so good i happy for you hope i sleep all the night i need to go to bed soon you do because i have to teach the children tomorrow yep well i mean charlie what do you think do we will you come back i will absolutely come back oh good oh good well uh we will we have one more wrestling episode we could give you <laughs> It's true. But that's, a, that's a big episode. I don't know if I want to take on that episode. <laughs> we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. There's time. You're our wrestling expert. You're our you're our sports dude. But I don't know if that episode's about wrestling. <laughs> it's really not. Uh, yeah, I guess you're not a professional wrestling expert, or are you? No, I don't know anything about. Well, like when you say professional, you mean like AEW or WWE? I don't know anything about that. <laughs> yeah, I I don't <laughs> either. Everything I learned about professional wrestling, I learned from this episode and the wrestling action figures 
year's episode of Toys That Made Us. Which what, is what else do you need? Yeah, the Toys That Made Us is a documentary series on Netflix, and it is my favorite documentary series, series of all time. It's delightful. You should watch it. That's my plug. <laughs> right. I don't normally make plugs. I don't have any plugs. What is? Do you want to plug any social media? Anything you're doing? Um, anything? I don't know. I mean, I'm on Twitter a couple places. I probably. I'll just say one place. I have a professional Twitter that I probably shouldn't plug. So um, we won't plug that one. Um, my, Wait, why shouldn't you plug your professional Twitter? Well, you should expect a massive influx of followers. I don't tweet on it a lot, for one, and it's like for my job. So okay. Um. So my Twitter account is Klaus. Uh, 1289 okay. so uh, I mean I tweet on it every once in a while I, yeah. should we should we look up your the the newspaper in Salina and read all your articles I mean if you can it's probably gonna be behind a paywall but oh, welcome to journalism yeah well if you have a subscription to the Salina something or other uh, the Salina journal you probably already know Charlie yeah, read all about Charlie Salina.com not really about him you read the things he writes about and be waiting for the day that that Wall Street Journal picks up his big expose about something. It's coming. Probably about, uh, I don't know what. <laughs> well, Charlie, it was a delight to see you. Um, it was we a- also want to thank Dizzy Parker for our theme song. You can find a link to that full video in the description of this episode. And from there, you can find all of his other stuff that he's doing. Yep. Charlie, you've been with us uh, since the very beginning. Uh, does the new theme song elevate our episodes? Or what, think, what do you think? I think it does. We love our new theme song, uh-huh. but we it's are great. we are we're biased. Biased. I think it was a good choice. We'll go with that. Oh, excellent. We should have Tizzy on the show soon. Hopefully, that is the hope. Good. It'd be fun to see like see him other than singing a song. So or hear him, I guess, other than yeah. him. You don't really see him. We're pretty sure he just got married, so that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, Dizzy, thank you for the use of our theme song. We we absolutely love it, and uh, we hope that I, this isn't a joke this time. You're on the show. Soon. You guys uh, have any questions for the Twitter? people this week oh yeah we uh, what's your wrestling name uh that was what i was thinking of yeah wrestling name did i say anything else you didn't but i do want to know uh-huh. whether or not they felt like the educational cool system oh that's right yes yeah, I because I'm I'm very curious about how universal because you you were a person who excelled in school so you probably didn't feel that way but other people I'm wondering what the makeup out there was so that's up that's the whole episode so from everyone here so long world so long world so long world. When the